Beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The veteran gamer re-enlisted. Episode 77. If he goes to top eight, you have to give him a hand up. What's up, veteran gamers? We are back with another edition of the show that drinks beer, rolls dice, and... Talk shit. America's 40K Podcast. We are America's 40K Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Andy. It's 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 America. Well, yeah, I, I guess now that I'm in Missouri, I need to get a little slang on the America. Yeah. A little more go. America. Fuck yeah. I'll, I'll, see, I'm, I'm trying to enunciate why I live here in Missouri, so I can teach the people of Missouri how to enunciate and say words, but I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Not for yeah, the show. I just figured you'd have... You would have got dumbed down by now, but all right. I, I thought I would be the smart one on the podcast now. Nope. 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 Not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> um, as always, I'm joined by my best friend, Ray. Yeah, yeah. And our casual acquaintance, Pretty Dick. What's up? <laughs> casual acquaintance, huh? We're, we're keeping right. it casual. That's, we're that's keeping like, it fun. Keeping it on the DL, you know. Ray and I are both, you know, pseudo married, so we just want to keep you on the on the side, you know, like I'm the side chick. I get it. Yeah, totally, yeah, we got you on the side. You know, it's you're 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 for fun on a Tuesday. I don't think night. you're really a side chick, though. I think Andy and I just kind of have like an open relationship and kind of swing that way. In that, so like like a the, the third chair. I don't know. We we, we like, treat you like a pair. Like, we treat you like a tower? pair of finger cuffs. There, pretty dick. You know, just a pair of finger cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you guys are listening to this and I don't sound fucking dumb as fuck. Like my sound quality. Dumb as fuck is me, but I mean the sound quality doesn't sound like crap. So hopefully we fix that this time around. We're trying Discord again. We're going to try we get another shot um and see how this goes. Um uh, we're going to give it one more time. If it's still fucked up, we're going to go back to Skype. Who knows? We're going to get the shot though. Uh, I think there were some issues with the sound last time we talked about. It. I think we're working on it this time. We'll figure this shit out, but don't worry about it. We'll dial in the quality that you guys have come to know and enjoy from us, and we'll get that dialed in. Um, see? You can hear that pretty good, probably. So, on to, on today's show. <laughs> uh, we've got some after-action reviews. Um, I got to play my Death Watch for the first time. I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, uh, pretty Dick wins an RTT, um, and Ray beats his pud. The after action yeah, reviews. Big, big shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the LVO lists are live. So if you have Best Coast pairings, you can go on and check out the LVO lists. Um, there are some ones out there that we are specifically interested in um, that sound. I'm pretty in- sure it's only if you're subscribed, too. Is, is it this point? Pretty yeah. Are you, are, are you subscribed? I, I don't think so. Like big sponsored events, usually they allow it to the whole public. It's just the same thing where like two or three days after the event, it's locked. Oh, okay. I thought you subscribed, but I suggest well, subscribing. I, do. I mean, I mean, well, you're subscribed then, right? Yeah, but I, I just I've done it. I wasn't subscribed last year, and I it still worked the same way. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, you subscribe anyways. You should subscribe yeah. without this. Without this system, I mean, these big ass events must be impossible to fucking run. 
And it's and it's so cheap too. It's a, what like a couple bucks a month. Twenty five. It's one latte for all of you fucking libtard fucks <laughs> that suck on that every fucking day. <laughs> it's one pumpkin spice latte out of your life, you little bitches. Uh, so yeah, we'll be talking about some LVO lists that we're interested in that we want to talk about things we think are fucked up and stupid, but things we think will look good and will be meta breaking possibly. Um, and just want to talk shit about some some players too because that's what we do because um, we drink beer and roll dice and talk shit um, yeah I'm going to yeah. also call out all the fucks that didn't upload their list yeah you fucks wasn't there some big names that didn't upload their lists no, I haven't seen anybody of relevance oh okay I feel like there was someone I knew by name but yeah they weren't that great of a player <laughs> there's some shit talking there I'm for certain for sure um <laughs> But anyway, lastly in the introduction, and most importantly, what Andy is drinking, um, I am drinking from Logboat again. This is a pretty good beer company. I'm enjoying their stuff. Um, I've got the Snapper IPA. I had this earlier a couple weeks ago when I first got here, just trying out some stuff. Pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Um, Logboat, I know people talk about uh, Boulevard Brewing out here, but I'm going to say it again. Meh. Meh. <laughs> It's well, I mean, okay. everybody out there hasn't tasted, you know, good beer, so... They, they have to taste a dick in their mouth, what they got. Um, but this <laughs> is pretty good. So, um, you got, what are you guys drinking tonight? Anything? You guys drinking? Wolf well, Pop. again, I literally just got here, so I haven't got... At break, I'm going to go downstairs if I can get some uh, Jack and Coke. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, I, I wanted to put it out there. There are local breweries here in my town of Columbia... And a lot of them have their own beers on tap and they have growlers. So what I'm probably going to start doing too is checking out some local breweries and local pubs here in town, grabbing some growlers, bringing them on the show and talking about those too. Cause I like to support my local brew scene. I'm now in Midwest or mid Missouri. So that's now my local brew scene. So I'm going to be checking that out. Always try to support your local brew scene if you can. Anyway, yep. we're going to take a quick break. We're going to grab some fresh drinks. Andy. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. Don't we know a Miguel Jimenez? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's our guy from up north. Yeah, he's a salt checker yeah. from up north. Yeah. You didn't want to fucking upload a list. You what a, fucking what a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> broke back bitch. Broke back bitch. He knows good beers, but he's a broke back bitch. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a quick break, get some fresh drinks, and we're going to be back with some after action reviews. And we are back. After action reviews. Um, so we're With talking a new about mic. I have to like hold my breath during that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Stay completely still. It's like when you masturbate. <laughs> Erotic no, asphyxiation. <laughs> Is that what you do? Oh my God. That's how. Um, Big words were used. I'm confused. There's a couple people that have died from that. Yeah, from the Bill, uh, Kill Bill guy. Uh, David Carradine. I know is that his name? Is it David Carradine or is it... I think it's David Carradine. Yeah, he's the guy from Kung Fu. He was Interesting. The, he's original That's Kung weird. Fu. After Action's review. Yeah. Also, the guy from In Excess from the band. Oh, God. Autoerotic Asphyxiation. If you don't know what that is, look it up. There's good videos about it. Anyway, After the Action Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> he's up there Not typing now. <laughs> Not when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> it requires a belt and some limes. Okay? That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> 40k podcast 40k podcast <laughs> anyway after action reviews so pretty dick apparently he went to an rt and did some shit yeah so i 
went to a little RTT that I, I, I played at uh, last month. Where at? And, uh, Brookhurst Hobbies in California. Um, I, I don't know. It's off the 22 in Orange County. I don't fucking know the city it's of like, it. It's like Torrance area, I believe. I think Torrance too far, but whatever. It, it's it's, oh, yeah, it's totally right around there. Sorry, Lakewood. No, no. It's down in California. Yeah, it's, it, it's off the 22 in Orange County. It's fucking, it's there. So, Perfect. if you want to look it up, fucking Google it. Brookhurst Hobbies. Google it. So, it was pretty cool. I, I actually really like going there because I always face... Some pretty tough competition, um, but what's interesting is they always bring these weird, varied lists that you don't normally see, and because you're not planning for those lists, or sometimes you don't even know how they operate together, um, they can put you on your back foot pretty fast, and I actually almost lost in all three of my games. To Grey Knights? It was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, which, you tie. You, you, you tie to Grey Knights. I get that. I get an it. Army, yeah. I'm trying to dodge at fucking LVO. I figure as long as I win a game, I probably don't ever have to face him. But still, it's scary. Grey Knights ever first again. Round yeah. As long as you win your first round and you didn't play Grey Knights first round, you're good. That's what I'm thinking. I, I got to dodge Grey Knights run one, and then I'm, I'm probably going to win. I'm fine. I, mean, I don't so. know. You might go up against Shaylin and lose. <laughs> you know. You know. The fucking Don Hoosen lost to Shaylin at SoCal. Hey, I just found, it's, it's I just found that out the other day. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> so those Blight Lord Terminators. Yeah, it's yeah, well, yeah probably why lost. Save them now, yeah. So it was cool. Um, I played three good opponents. One of them I, is a the, my first opponent's my uh, good friend Jason McKenzie. He's always runs Admech, um, and it, it's just so much fucking shooting. I, I I don't know why you actually stopped using Admech, Andy. It's pretty good. If, it's if you come back. It's the, the point reductions really. Like, I liked it when I played it. I went three and three at SoCal two years ago. Um, mm. I was running Mars with the robots and everything, but with the points reductions, um, I've looked back at it again. It's just I've moved on to something else. But I might come back to it when I, you know, I, I moved with just the amount of shit I have. But I might look back at it again as like an add-on somewhere or. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in the Imperium that kind of changed with some of that shit, but Admech looks really good, and there's actually a lot of Admech showing up to LVO, too. Yeah, yeah it's... it's go ahead, the, thing about, the thing about Admech is that they have a lot of these rules that, like, plus one for flyers, like, a lot of things that interact with fly rule that I've noticed, because playing Hayden, he uses all these goddamn stratagems, and it's like, okay, well, flyers are dead, or Wave Serpent dies, and then the that one tank that does a flat three, like six. The that dune, shit's annoying. The dune crawler, dune yeah. Crawler, yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's really interesting. And then there, there's a unit too that does like mortal wounds on sixes, right? The Castellans, right? The I don't know. Rat, they get deep strike. They, they have like Gatling guns or some shit, and they fucking shoot a ton. And then on sixes, they're actual mortal wounds. Or like it's a stratagem to do it, but. Well, you can use they it on have, anything, but you use it on the robots because it's the robots on sixes. You do mortal wounds, so they do. You can drop the anchor and they do double the amount of shots. So it's three shots out of each gun. Each gun has three shots, so it's nine shots, and you double that and it becomes like a bajillion it's, shots. So I was playing my uh, friend Jason McKenzie first round, and uh, he had a bunch of those Castellan robots. So he had three of those Honaker Dune crawlers with the anti-air missiles. Admech are really good right now. They've got a ton of point reductions and point changes, and I think there's some room to come back to them, and you're going to see a lot of them at LVO. And it's the amount of shots that they're able to put 
put out with a reliable reroll all to hit with fucking call. It's it's amazing. So, um, but it's always fun playing him. I we always have good games. We laugh and joke and, and have a good time. But uh, it was a bad matchup for me just because it's all shooting. There's almost uh, no fucking line of sight blocking train on the table whatsoever, especially not in the middle. <clears throat> And that is the one thing I noticed about, or that I remember about Brookers, is that the train isn't up to par. Does that still stand true? It, it's getting a lot better. Like, some of the tables were looking really good. Not quite City Fright, but, like, there was a decent amount of train, all ruins on the board. And then there was others, like... The, the problem is, is my table <clears throat> that I fucking played on twice had the stupid the landing pad. You remember that from 7th? Oh, Sky Show Landing Pad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's that thing right in the middle of the fucking board. So underneath it, you can't, there, there's nothing. And none of my opponents want to play that as line of sight blocking terrain. So, okay, so it's just, it's just fucking, the whole middle of the board is just open for shooting. So obviously that's a big risk. Uh, I think I actually got first turn, which was lucky. Um, ran the Plague Burst Crawlers up as fast. Flamed a unit. Lucky I actually killed something first turn. But just his amount of shooting, he ends up just taking out both of those crawlers. Fortunately, I got lucky that he didn't have anything else to shoot with at that moment in time, because I would have just lost all my characters in one round. Uh, um, it's Without any kind of terrain in the middle of the board, my army gets it's really scary, because all my characters are just out there on the winds. The fucking Nurglings can't hide or can't do their job right there, so I actually almost lost just turn two. But luckily, I was able to just keep him hard and rapping and um, it came down to the very end where uh, we both ran under 10 minutes on the chess clock and I had 21 to his 20 so that's a close one really really close yeah it's it was a nail biter but like he was he was a little mad towards the end not at me but he didn't know that's how the chess clock rules have worked yet he's been playing on a chess clock for fucking months so I don't know how that works this is it's one of those people that plays their games on a chess clock but doesn't realize that there's actual rules that go along with it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Because that 10 minute thing catches people off guard all the time. Like, every I bring it up, it's like, no, that's not how it works. It's like, yeah, that does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it actually does that way. Yep. Yep. So that, that, that sucked for him in the end, but in reality, it's. This whole fucking RTT was just for practice. You know, we're all going to LVO next, you know, this, this week. And uh, it really didn't matter if we won or lost. We just wanted to fucking learn. So it was cool. So that, that was the end of the first game. Very, very close game. All right. So round two, I uh, I played Mark Farrick. Um, just, just some other dude that wanted to just go to the RTT and have fun. He's actually going to LVO too. Yeah, he never played on a chess clock and... He was very adamant about not playing on the chess clock, and uh, it took me about no, 15 pussy. minutes to fucking convince him <laughs> that he has to fucking do it, because you'd rather know now how to fucking use the chess clock than at LVO when your opponent just throws on the table. Dude, so. it's going to be great just winning games by chess clock, but like, okay, I don't play with the chess clock, why well, don't want to? Well, you have to. Now you have well, to. I don't want to play you, bro. Okay, okay, then you forfeit, and I win. <laughs> Sweet. Let's go get a beer. Talk about yeah. chess clocks. <laughs> that is the best case scenario. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a little thing called chess clocks. <laughs> I, I love, I love, I love the the resistance that some people have to the chess clock. 
You know, like I was one a little, of, I was a little ambivalent. What's that? One of them was you, man. I was ambivalent. I wasn't dead set against it. I was like, God, I don't know. It's like it's a, you're adding another layer to this. But you know, once I was like, I'll give it a shot though. Like, go back. I'll find. I'll figure out what episode it was. I was like, man, I'm a little ambivalent about this. I don't know. It's like I could see how it could be a benefit, but I'm, I'm scared to add another layer to this game already. But like the people who are just flat dead set against, it, I'm never doing this ever, right or. Like, this new codex is broken, or I'm not going to abide by your beta rules. Like, <laughs> you know, it's the same people. Uh, totally. Like, the the guys just keep saying no to my face. They just want to play on the chess clock. It's like, wouldn't you rather fucking learn now? This RTT doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Let's your, fucking- your, your response should have been, look, dude, your tantrum that you're throwing right now does not matter at OVO. And you're going to play on the chess clock. So you might as well just play on it now. Yep. I so, okay, you, you got him I on the chess Yeah, you just need it to be mean. It's very easy. Being people think being mean's like hard. It's not. You just say what's actually true and what you feel, and it's considered mean. But it's very easy. So I'm actually really mean to my friends. I'm not mean to people that I don't know. Hmm. I'm meaner to friends, but I'm mean to everyone. <laughs> Okay. It's <laughs> to a whole another level. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> All right. So this this fucking cat was uh he was playing Tau, um, and it was actually a pretty similar list to the Jeff Pool's list, except he just had three reptides, no broadsides, and he he had sixty fire warriors, six squads of ten. And he did how many drones? Uh, he had two units of shield drones, uh, so twelve total. Mm-hmm. So and, and he had like the same Sasea Sap marksman and shit like that. He he doesn't have a stupid list. Let's put it that way. He put a lot of thought and energy into making it a semi-competitive list. The the strike teams are obviously the downfall of that. But it was amazing the fact that he screened his entire army in this corner of the board on like a vanguard deployment maybe 12 inches back from the deployment line using his fire warriors in layers and then he decides to take first turn and then move that screen up towards me so like it he made a lot of fucking weird choices that it didn't really make sense like why would you ball up in a corner just to move out of said corner so that I don't know, it didn't make sense, but whatever. Good. So he was he was doing uh he was playing a friendly game and doing it all casual. Got it. Continue. I guess. But then, just you know, two crawlers they they don't survive for that long against all of his shooting, and there wasn't again. I played. You know what's stupid? I played the exact same fucking table as I did the turn before. So I had. No line of sight blocking in the middle of the table, and that same fucking stupid la- sky shield landing pad in the middle doing zero things. So oh. I had nowhere to I had nowhere to put nerglings, no nothing. So I was just again waiting for my plague crawlers to die. And so kind of, go ahead. so maybe go into like how you overcame it because that seems like like the ideal situation a tower player is looking for is planet bowling ball in a fully close combat army. So how did you overcome and win? When like how much did you win by? What secondaries did you go? Like how how did you go on to get your victory? So secondaries with my army, I almost always go recon. It's just too easy to get. 
He has a shitload of characters. Um, Headhunter is always a really good one just because it's my psychic powers. I can usually snipe something out a turn or two. Um, and then my third one, uh, I'm, I don't actually remember what I took for my third secondary. It's That third one's usually the hardest one for lists like his just because they're so repetitive. Not enough for Reaper. Uh, you don't really want to do old school. That, that actually might have been the one I did was old school uh, just because I – didn't have a good choice of anything else. Yeah, but, but the old the old school is the fallback, you know, old faithful, you know. That's well, yeah, that's, from from last edition. I mean, that's yeah. what we we're we're used to. So, so th- so that's what I ended up taking, um, and I, I was pretty nervous because even with an unexperienced general, Tau still fucking scares me, and it was almost entirely Tau stepped. I mean, like I said, he had a he had a good list. It was the general behind the list that wasn't very competent. So. Um, how I kind of overcame you that. You hear that, homie? He I, called you incompetent. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> A, <laughs> AKA casual player. Yeah. Yes. He, no he chess clock. Casual. You know, I, I probably Playing Tau. he wasn't so adamant on fighting me about the goddamn chess clock. And I was trying to find a TO to fucking like, hey, tell him he's got to, you know, use the chess clock. Because it was, it was instructed at the beginning of that tournament that if your opponent wants a chess clock, you both get a chess clock. We're prepping for LVO. It's an, you know, that's what we're all fucking being here for. Well, that's, that's actually the, that's the ITC like rules now. Those are like the rules of code of conduct. That if your opponent wants to play on chess clock, you have to. Yeah, but the the ITC code of conduct is doesn't have to be adopted by every TO. You know what I mean? They use that at their at their discretion. That's true. Just that's like the true. Whole ITC. You know what I mean? So, anyways, um, going back to the game, he he had everything in that fucking corner. He moved everything up. He shot, killed Playburst Crawler, and it's it's me trying to react after two turns of him just killing stuff because he went first. Uh, um, how I overcame that whole scenario is that I basically I left I two units of ten uh, man fire warriors right in the middle. So I dropped a unit of the blood letters. He has no way of intercepting any of that. And I charge, uh, I, I drop two units, but they're integrated in with each other. I have a black squad and a red squad, and they're all like red, black, red, black, the whole fucking side of the board. So I charge with the red at the one, uh, Fire Warriors squad, and then takes all the Overwatch. There's a couple of them that survived. That's all that matters. And then the black, and then, so the red one preps to wrap the other squad, and then the black one charges that same exact unit just to make sure that that one squad dies, and then I just have to have one of those black blood letters just have his little dick in the middle of that uh, um, wrapping squad, and then boom, I have two units of blood letters that are completely safe in the middle of his lines. <laughs> so, so I just kept doing the same thing over and over as I would keep charging. Like, he, unfortunately, Fortunately, made the decision that he just kept backing up more and more into his very, very small corner for three solid turns. It got to the point where he wasn't holding objectives for the last four or five turns. Like, zero objectives. I was literally holding every single one on the table. And I had, like, little dipshit characters just sitting on him because he can't shoot anything because of the fucking ball that's in his face. Now, I couldn't really kill anything as I kept getting closer it would just be like a fire you know, fire unit here, another fire unit there. But just between wrapping and not really giving him anything to kill, 
by the time that he was able to kill all the blood letters, it was already like the end of turn five. He's just not going to come back on points. You know, if the game were to go on forever, he would win. But I don't need the game to go on forever. I just need it to go six turns. He's the kind of tower player who thinks I'm going to table you turn two with all my shooting. And when that doesn't happen, then I lose. He, he was trying to do that a little bit. He was trying to shoot at two Plague Crawlers basically at the same time and then realizing that, like, halfway through or maybe a little bit past halfway through his shooting phase, like, oh, shit, that's not working. <laughs> like, maybe I should focus only on one at a time. Yeah. A lot of people kind of make that mistake against me. He was pulling the Alex. Like, I'm going to split yeah, up all exactly. my fire. Totally. Yeah. The bubbles. It's a throwback with the Alex routine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pubic hair on top of his head and everything. <laughs> so so that game ended pretty handily being 32 to 20 even though i was really nervous going into that game just because if it's one of those that if if i make any mistakes i'm gonna lose and after that game i told him like why don't you just screen with the riptides there's no reason you should have any of your fire warriors in front of sure i could smite a little bit but who fucking cares yeah fire warriors make that army go yeah, it's the cheapest little shit unit, but it's got everything that makes the army possible. Mm-hmm. You're saying Fire Warriors? Fuck no. Or no, the Pathfinders. Fuck no. They make the why, marker lights. Why, why are you taking anything that doesn't have fly? Yeah, the the tau strength is in the Riptides, the Broadsides, and their drones. Yeah. And the no, the drones. I think you're the drones. And then marker lights. And the marker lights you just put on all your characters. Yeah. Yeah, so you beat him. Yeah, you Perfect. beat him. <laughs> uh, then the final games. You're in the final game of Brookhurst Hobbies. You're playing their... Played one their, time before. Their, their, their local champion. Their, the guy that they're depending on... Their big on fish to, in the pond. Yeah, the guy to win, hoping to, to win this thing and not let some stranger come in and give him the stranger. No, the, ter- see, see, the this, tournament this was made for this guy so he could get ITC points. So you, you think you think Franny's the big fish in the pond? I don't fucking know Franny. <laughs> I don't think I would be friends with a person named Franny. Oh, okay. One thing you'll love about Franny is that he got in an argument with me for about 15 minutes before the game starts. Douche. About why, why you can't have a Banshee mask on an Autark on a fucking bike. And I had to sit there and explain to him why he was wrong. Still wouldn't accept it. Later on, at the, in the end of the day, I had to fucking send him that picture of the index. The flowchart. Flow the flowchart. Yeah, I, I had to send it to that, and then finally he admitted he was wrong. But I was just sitting there like, God, I wish Ray was here, because he would not <laughs> fucking put up with this shit. You should punch him in the dick and tell him how wrong he was. <laughs> like, I was just thinking, like, God, Ray, you need to be here right now. This is the perfect time for you to just jump in, just tell him he's wrong, and push him down on the floor. <sighs> but whatever. Would have been would have been a good time. So tell tell me you're playing you're playing Eldar. You told me a little bit, which is kind of shocking that this even happened to you. But go ahead. So we're, we know you're not playing a bad Eldar player because he doesn't know how to use the index and how to put a banshee mask on a guy on a bike. I, I know, I know. I'm not I'm not really setting myself up for fucking glory right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a club to baby seal game three is what happened. <laughs> Well, I, I almost lost. Like I said, I almost lost. To <laughs> a baby seal. <laughs> so, like, it, and I, I just learned like how stupid I can be at a fucking tournament. I tied to Grey like, Knights. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, I'll go over this guy's list because it, it was interesting. I, I think Ray might have liked it. 
No, uh, I did not. No, no I did oh, not. <laughs> you, you, so you made it sound like you liked it, but whatever. So he had a Altar no, Skyrunner. After you say it, like, just, when you go over the list, I could see, like, I play Eldar, so I could see all the tricks. I've you play Eldar? What? But they're all, like, cute, right? If your opponent doesn't know, cool, you're going to get them. But once you play a certain echelon of people, apparently past fucking Pretty Dick, you're not going to get them on any of them. No, no, no. I'll tell you why I almost lost, and I'm a fucking idiot, but not for not knowing what his army can do. Let's put it that way. Okay. So, uh, he's got an Autark Skyrunner. Uh, no Banshee Mask, because he didn't know that he couldn't fucking do that. Um, he had a Farseer, a Farseer Skyrunner. Uh, and th- this is in an Alatok uh, Battalion. And then he had Dire Avengers, Guardian Defenders, uh, kind of a big unit, ten of them with the Heavy Weapons platform. Some Rangers, Shadow Spectres, or Ray calls them fucking Ghost Spectres. Ghost Spectres. Um, Which is better. It, it sounds cool. Uh, I'll give you that. He's got three Shining Spears. Not units. Three. That's dumb. Yes. That, <laughs> I agree. That's dumb. It makes it seem like, oh, everyone fucking goes for those first turn because they and they tank a bunch of wounds. And like, I, I don't know who's going for those first it's turn. It's like playing whatever. three Custo Dawn Eagle jet bikes. It's the same okay, thing. That, it's okay, so dumb. That's a bad comparison because three Custo Jet bikes is actually way better than fucking yeah, three. right. Which is which is why this is so bad because even Two three custo jet bikes is bad, and this is even worse than that. Continue. No, no, it's, like, it's like three. It's like three chaos space frame bikers. Yeah. Which one? The last time you seen one of those fucking things, but with a better offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's. Uh, it's close. It's or, like three okay, so ugly. It's like three fat cheerleaders. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they at least got big boobs, like bigger than their stomach. No, yeah, no, they're, they're three they're fat cheerleaders with no boobs, but they're real that's, slutty. So you put them in your true. list. Anyway, continue. Forty yeah. K podcast. <laughs> uh, he's got dark reapers, um, just uh, six uh, with a uh, uh, X arc with tempest launcher, like you do. So that's in that battalion. Then he's got an Alatok uh, airwing detachment with three hemlock wraith fighters. With uh, Protect Jinx and then Spirit Stones on all three of them. You know, smart. He only has Jinx, but sure. He only has one of those? The Flyers can't take uh, Protect. Oh, I didn't know that. They Well, they take it, but they can't cast the offensive or the defensive one. They can only cast the offensive one, which is Jinx. Why, why is that? It's just a rule that says they only get half of it? It's just their rule. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, and then he has a um, fucking Harlequin detachment, which has a Shadow Seer, a Death Jester, another Death Jester, and a Solitaire. Uh, and the Solitaire has, I think it's called the Harlequin's Kiss, which is the relic. Is that right, Ray? The Harlequin's Kiss? Yeah, that's on the Solitaire? Yeah. Flat three damage, rerolled a wound. It's, it's, okay, this needs only, to be only said, infantry. Yeah, infantry. That needs to be said. When you play against a Harlequin player, make sure the Solitaire is only getting that flat three if they're attacking an infantry character. They always get the reroll to wound if they're using the kiss. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that was his entire list. I mean, it, it was kind of all over the place, and I guess he's been tabling people leading up to this game. And then he tries hustling me. He's like, I'm not not that good of a player. I, Tabling I'm bad just here people. to have fun. Yeah, I'm just here to have fun and 
Um, I just roll a lot of sixes. That's it. That's the only reason I'm here. You're going to crush me. Like, this isn't even a game. You're going to crush me. What and a douche. Keeps, what a douche. He keeps, keeps telling me this, like, okay, whatever. So I, it kind of worked. I, I let my guard down a little bit because I've, I've played this guy once before at, like, a friendly tournament where I ran, like, 300 fucking demon infantry, and that's it. It's my whole fucking list. And I crushed him. So I, I don't know. I, I, I remembered him, but whatever. So he deploys everything. I kind of I bait him a little bit. I throw a puck springer out to the side. Uh, out in the open, no no defensive guys around him whatsoever. I have foul blight spawns that are hidden behind some ruins, wrapped in cultists, next to that pox bringer. So I just come out. I got a nice little flamer for you. Those things are gonna die. I have all my other characters wrapped around some plague burst crawlers and some nerglings. So I can give the nerglings four up invuls, which I did. And the you know crawlers don't really die to anything that in that particular list. So I had a good setup for him not really doing anything to me turn one. That was the plan, at least. So then he goes, he gets lucky, or he puts all the flyers down. He actually doesn't go for the bait, which, good for him. Uh, but he decides to shoot all of his Hemlock Wraith Fighters at the Plague Burst Crawler, which I told him later that was a bad target. He should have gone for the Nurglings, and then he could have sniped one of my characters with the, the, with the Wraith Fighter. Because he did not kill Paper's Crawler with all three of those planes. Then he started spending everything else he had into killing one of those tanks. Which he finally did at the very, very end. But unfortunately for me, it fucking exploded. Even with a CP reroll. And it just wounded every single one of my characters in that ball. So it, it hurt between that and the Death Jesters. My Demon Prince had two wounds left. He killed a Plague Burst Crawler and a squad of Nurglings, and he had all of his, like, characters with the three shining spears and this little piece of terrain maybe ten inches away from my Demon Prince. That was it. That was turn one. So your Plague Burst Crawler blew up even with the CP reroll? It's, I blew up on fives. Oh, okay. So well, I, you I rolled nothing five. but fives anyway, so I get that. Yeah, you're a Chaos Yeah, player. so I rolled a five. I was like, fuck, I don't want to do that. CP reroll, five. God damn it. Yeah, you're a Chaos player. You're rolling with fives. Fuck you. The fives don't always help me. So, whatever. <laughs> so, so they just suck. So then all of my sorcerers already had two to three more wounds on them when the fucking game starts. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Ready to win the game. So I'm like, okay, so then so my turn starts. I'm like, okay, sweet. So now I'm gonna kill fucking at least two planes. This is awesome. So I put my other plague burst crawler, I, I launch it up to where I'm going to charge both the shining spears and one of his um Get like a, an Autark on a bike. I'm going to charge both those with Plague Burst Crawler after flaming something else. Get a couple kills. Then my Demon Prince now doesn't have Overwatch. Is going to go fucking kill both the Shining Spear unit and the Autark. While that's going on, I have all of my Psychers lined up right next to this nice little hemlock. I'm going to smite it out of the fucking air. And then I have the two Foul Blight Spawns. They already made it to another plane. Ready, waiting, awesome. Cool. Movement phase over. Shooting phase. Just start fucking shooting everything. And all of a sudden, about like, I don't know, three or four guns in. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot my psychic phase. Ah, uh, it's too bad. <laughs> it's like, You're so stupid. God damn it. You're so dumb. God fucking damn it. How did you win this game? How did you win this game? Dude, <laughs> no, it, it gets worse. It gets worse and worse. But I was just like, 
That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever fucking done. You did so, club a baby seal, didn't you? What the fuck? Oh my god. So then uh, local the champion. Foul Blights Ponds, huh? Local champion. I know, I know. <laughs> the, the Foul Blights Ponds <laughs> failed to kill a hemlock. So he still has three planes. Luckily, I killed the uh, the Altark and the the Shining Spears like nothing. It was it just cleaned right through them. And that was it. I, I I fucking just was stupid, and I and I failed to do anything to the planes. So now his turn. His planes now get to go over the fuck they want. Shadow Specters come down. They uh, and so in one turn, Shadow Specters come down. They wipe out the Demon Prince. He only had a couple wounds left, anyways. Hemlocks go over. They wipe out a Foul Blight spawn. The other one goes out, wipes out another foul blight spawn. His solitaire blitzes, runs over, hits my fucking Armon, kills him. Yes. <laughs> Fights again, kills a Poxwalker next to him, and in the same turn that a death, uh, two of his death jesters finished off my fucking sorcerer, uh, warlord. So the Anytime. end of this turn, I have one Poxbringer of a fucking. A plague burst crawler, three units of cultists, and maybe four nerglings on the board. And I'm still wondering how you win this game. <laughs> well, I was just sitting there in shock and awe, and I was just thinking on how fucking stupid I am. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm this thinking is the why. same thing over here too. So yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> like it, I, I couldn't believe it. So it's like, all right, hell mary time. I don't have any other option. I, I have to fucking... I gotta see how far my army can go and see if I can climb myself back to the top. So, I have three units of blood letters. I put a blood letter unit right next to a death jester and his squad of guardians. That's the first one I put down because I don't give a shit about it. It's got two command points left. Would you like to intercept? Yes, I would. Okay, cool. So he shoots at those. He kills like four of them. It was, he did well terrible. And then I proceed to put down another unit of the blood letters that is next to his Dark Reapers that's on a ruin and his Farseer that's right there, Warlord. And then that's just them in that fucking corner. I put my other unit of the uh, blood letters down in front of a, a Death Jester and a fucking uh, uh, the Shadow Seer or whatever for the Harlequins. And so I, I have long charge on them. It's about a 10 inch because I have to go up and train. And everyone else, it's it's a nice nine-inch charge. Skulltaker comes down. Okay, let's see what happens. So, no shooting, no psychic. I charge the fucking uh, Plague Crawler into his Guardians. That was next to the Death Jester, just so I don't save uh, any Overwatch uh, for my Blood Letters that are going to charge into that unit. They charge in. They make it. The unit charges the Dark Reapers, but not the Farseer. They make it, and I completely wrap everywhere that where the Farseer can move through. So if he goes down a level, I have blood letters. He can't go through them. Uh, up on the top level, I have blood letters wrapped around the whole fucking thing. So no matter what, he cannot leave. So I'm able to kill my way through that and hold on to the stupid Farseer. And then on the other unit, I charge both the same Dark Reapers and those two characters just because the Dark Reapers were a 9 charge just so I have one inch better chance of making it. Make that charge, too. He's got no CPs to interrupt. The Death Jester, that was right there. The Shadow Seer. 
the Dark Reapers, the Guardian Squad, and the other Death Jester all in one fucking turn. Just wipe those all off the map. And then uh, and piled in, and I was able to touch his um, uh, Farseer on a fucking Skyrunner bike. And I, I was able to declare that one as a charge, too. I did a couple wounds to him. Fought again. Did a couple more wounds to him. He's down to one wound. That's it. That was the end of my turn. Okay, looking good. At this point, I have nothing on the board except for blood letters and some cultists. So he does his thing. He can't really react because he, the hemlocks don't kill demons very well. Just not enough shots, and I get invuls against all of it. And he's only down to two smiters. Now, the one farseer was doing executioner and smite over there on the blood letters by the dark reapers. That was doing pretty good. That was, I was picking up a handful of models. That was smart. But past that, I was able to just fucking kill the, the altar or the fucking farseer on the bike and charge through ruins with something stupid so we can overwatch so my blood letters can come and keep killing everything. And looking back on the game, game ended turn four just because he was taking quite a bit of time and so was I with how meticulous I had to be. I almost boots him. The only thing he left on the table that he had was three hemlocks and the one farseer that finally smited its way out of close combat. So that whole game ended and it was fucking uh, 22-18. Very, very close game. Low scoring very affairs. Game. Your first and third game. Yeah. Well, I, I played a, a good player the first game and the, the third game I was a fucking idiot. I'm still wondering how you win this game. <laughs> <laughs> good good model placement. And I get I can tell you why he won the the game on that one is because the elder player overextended, even knowing that Pretty Dick had things in Deep Strike. Like it's it's the one thing like when you play me, like you always have like your characters for a while. Mm-hmm. Is because I don't allow you to get like the best charges. Like you still get in there, and I mean obviously you've beat me I mean, continuously for a while now, but they're always like close games. Oh yeah, but yeah, like we have good games together. The, the the reason why Pretty Dick was able to win is because the Eldar player went for the throat and left himself open for, you know, basically the right hook, you know? And it, you, you just can't, with Eldar, you can't overextend and try to table somebody when they're shit in deep strike. Mm-hmm. You, you're just going to die. I mean, that's why he pulled it out. I can't say he did it wrong, though, because how my army works, it's I have 900 points in characters, and he killed... All of them except for one seventy-point character, and you know, and basically one of my turns. If you think about it, yeah, so. sure, he, he killed you know close to nine hundred points and characters. But the thing that's going to kill the Eldar is all those bow letters. Yeah, you can't take those to the face. You can't. No, you can't. It's not a dick. It's it's just <laughs> he can't like the characters you can actually withstand you know smites cannot go off sm- you know powers will fail you don't get a lot of you only get a few attacks with characters here and there if you're able to, as an elder play with the blood letters then the game is actually a game you guys will both be scoring high er and then fucking then it comes down to who's smarter with placement of characters and mm-hmm. I, I just. The char- kill your characters, yeah, you take a hit, but the blood bloodletters are enough to kill an elder army. I've always relied on the bloodletters to do nothing but keep my characters alive. So sure. this was this was surprising the fact that I, 
I've never won a game because of my blood letters. I always won them because of my characters. So I had a complete swap of that, and I have a newfound appreciation for those blood letters. They didn't fail me, and the, I got lucky. Well, there you go. So, it's better to be lucky cool. than good sometimes. Better to be lucky than good. Yeah, so I won like 60 bucks, and it was awesome. 60 bucks is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. 60 bucks in store credit to a store you're never going to go to ever again? It's awesome. <laughs> no, I go all the time. Oh, do you? Buy shit on your way out. Oh, yeah, of course, right. You steal their lunch money, you spend your money on the way out, you say thanks for the free whatever. So, good job. Way to get your win, representing. Representing the show, representing the team. Yeah. Now, yep. now, you, now you represent the show, too, so now I can say good job. Yeah, extra pressure oh, now. Extra pressure. <laughs> It's like when you have to poop when you're at work and you're like, oh, I got to hold this. It's like extra pressure. You know? No, no, no. I poop <laughs> anywhere at any time. <laughs> I, I destroy some customer's bathroom. I just I just come out, come out be like, hey, I want to go in there for a little bit. <laughs> and then I just leave. Give that like 45 <laughs> minutes. You're going to want to give that like yeah. 45 minutes and some Febreze at the same time. 40K uh, podcast. Uh, you- just, just fuck with them. Just walk out and be like, hey, you need a plunger, and then just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even have to be serious. Just fucking say it and then walk out. Somebody needs to clean this fucking bathroom. God damn it. <laughs> I, just just, walk, I just destroyed just this motherfucker. Just fucking walk out and be like, hey, you know your toilet's clogged in there? <laughs> <laughs> I think someone gave you an upper decker and then just walk <laughs> And it wasn't me. <laughs> so Andy, you, you you're playing uh, Tyranids, right? No. For the first time, I stepped away. Well, not for the first time, but I stepped away from my Tyranids. Um, so uh, I met up with a group out here. Of course, I slayed some some baby seals out here in uh, in um, in mid Missouri. No, I I won an RT. So of course, that was a big target on my back. I was supposed to play one guy, but he said, no, I got to work all day. So I ended up playing another guy, and which is cool. I got people like asking me to play games, which is fun because uh, I don't have anybody. I don't, you know, I don't know anybody out here. So it's cool that people are asking me to play some games. And he goes, oh, he doesn't have nobody. Yeah, I ain't got nobody. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got no friends. Down his cheek. <laughs> I ain't got no friends. Uh, but no, uh, one of the listeners show, Scott. Um, he was supposed to play. I think he was supposed to play in the RT, but he had something come up. So he couldn't play. Um, but he ended up uh, messaging me and asking if I could play a game this week. So I went out to his house. He's got a cool house and a basement. He's got some terrain and a table. It's cool. Um, so I went over to his place. Um, he was playing Custodes, and I decided to play my Death Watch at like the last minute. Um, I've been putting together my, you know, getting the shields and stuff all painted up and put the guys together and everything. I was like, I could bring my Tyranids, but fuck it. I'm just going to bring my Death Watch. I have not, you know... You can conceptualize how to play an army until you actually put the models on the table and start rolling dice. You have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, you have not yep. a clue. Right? You played those Tyranids at the game store that one time, and you didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. Right? Yeah. Well, I kind of did, because I would just go, Hey, Andy! <laughs> 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 had, you, had you played your game not needing to concentrate at all? Right, so I just walk over, yeah, because I would walk over to your table and go, no, you want to do this, this, and this, and this is how this works. Okay, great, right? Okay. And your no, opponent you was like... tell me how to play the fucking army. You just tell, like, what does this stratagem cost again? Yeah. What do I need for this? <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. that, that was at an RTT? 
No, no, no. It was just the game store for funsies. Oh, okay. He used the store's Tyranids and just kind of put some models on the table and played against the Space Marine player. Um, so so but he, he didn't have a clue what was happening. He was just asking, what does this stratagem do? And how much does this cost? And how much does this do? And how far does this go? And I would just tell him. And he would go, oh, okay. And play. There, there was a lot of, uh, uh, hey, Andy, what, what's the one that you can move again? So, like, how many CP is that? There was a lot of those questions. Yeah, yeah, plenty of those, plenty of those. Um, so, uh, I, that was me with Death Watch. It was both Imperial Guard, Death Watch, and a Castellan. So, it's the Loyal 32. I've got two units of veterans with both the Terminator, the bike, and the Vanguard veteran. Um, and then I got the Primaris uh, Marines. I got two 10-mans of those. I got four troop units in that battalion and then i've got the loyal 32 and i've got a castellan and then i had a smash captain and a librarian i bring the librarian just for denies and the cast powers but i'm considering taking him out and just saying fuck all with the psychic shit because you really didn't do shit in this game of course i was playing custodes so there wasn't much to do but still the psychic powers though you should have something just for deny. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about for the denies, but honestly, the psychic powers for for space brains are just so terrible. There's yeah, really, there's one that there's one that's good. It's like, no, it's null zone, but you got to be within six inches. No, 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 no. Null zone is complete garbage. And let me tell people because a lot of people don't fucking know what the stratagem says itself. No, uh, yes, it, break it down, break it down, it, break it down, okay. homie. So, so the stratagem says it's uh, it's knowledge. It's models within seven inches of this unit do not get invulnerable saves. Models. Not units, models. So if you string out, like I said, blood letters or something. I did this at last LVO. The guy was like, okay, cool, you don't get invuls. I'm like, I have fucking ten blood letters out of your seven-inch range here. So I'm going to keep rolling five-ups. And he got fucking pissed. He's like, what are you talking about? Read your card. And he pulls out his little stratagem card. He's like, that's stupid. I'm like, I didn't fucking write it, dude. Like, it's, I'm that's sorry. Them's the rules. Yeah, it's literally what you, your stratagem says. It's fucking models, not units. Get so, wrecked, bitch. <laughs> so if you ever see someone take Null Zone, just string out some of your models that have invuls. If you're taking, obviously, like a fucking horde or something. And, yeah, you can keep rolling invuls. Obviously, you got to pull the, the models that fucking die, but you can roll. So go ahead. Sorry I interrupted. Yeah, cool. And then I also have two bike squads in there, too. Because um, the bikes with for the Death Watch are pretty good because they zoom out there. They still get the bolter rule. They get, you know... The special issue ammunition, it's, they're just fucking amazing. There's bikes with bolter rule and special issue ammunition. That's not bad at all. So, uh, so I assume that you're playing with the beta bolter rules? They're out there. I asked, are we playing bolter rules? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Bolter rules it is. It's the How beta rule. It? It's out. I can tell you, Primaris Marines with the bolter rule are fucking amazing. Just <laughs> fucking amazing. They did so much work in this game. I can't tell you because they just stand still. I can add six inches to the range and I'm double tapping things at 18 inches. Yep. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so good. And then they sit. So um, we played the one story house. Uh, I put there was some ruins on both. It was, you know, equal ruins and everywhere. And I put my uh, primary springs on the second level of ruins so they get the two-up armor, right? He's playing custodes. He just has bolters everywhere. So I'm going to take my two-up armor, right? 
Um, and I'll tell you, Primaris Marines with two up armor, fucking awesome. Just, yep. it's so good. It's so good. Um, so not knowing what my army does, I just got to deploy in some terrain. I deploy my, I deploy my Castellan like right off the bat. Cause the way the arm, the, the terrain was set up, I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to deploy. So I deploy him. He starts deploying on the other side, but the, you know, the Castellan can move you anywhere on that fucking table anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can find you anywhere. So it didn't matter. So I just deployed him and said, fine, I'll let you deploy. And then I'll decide to deploy after that. He goes, Oh, cool. You deploy your, you know, your Castellan right away. I love it. I'm like, that just tells you where you're going to deploy, and then I can just see you from there on out. So he the deploys on the opposite corner, so I start deploying things in a way where I can now see all that shit and start determining what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So deploying the Castellan right off the bat actually determined where he was going to deploy, which then told me where I was. So I basically I, I determined for him where he would deploy, which for me is great. Right? If I can tell you what to do, that's fantastic. I didn't know yeah. at the time I was doing it, but that's essentially what occurred. And I realized that the fact, like, oh, cool, this is what happened. I like this. So, like, I got my Marines out there, and so I get first. So I get I win the roll to go first. And I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna take first turn because he's got um, he's playing Custodes. So he's got the Loyal 32. He's got the Daniel, a big unit of Daniel jet bikes, and then he's got the two characters on jet bikes, and then he's got another character and like a bunch of like Custode like ground units. Like three man units, so I go recon, um, march for death, and headhunter. Thinking I got to kill all the characters anyway, and I have to kill these custode units, so I might as well get points for them. Mm-hmm. So I take my first turn. I actually get very aggressive with the Castellan, which I was told was a bad decision, but I end up melting. So the first turn, I melt a custode unit, and then he comes out. But because he put his jet bikes in reserve, he kills nothing turn one. So I move my bikes up. I hold the objectives. I kill more. I hold more. I don't get the bonus, but I get four points first turn. Uh, then nice. I go again and I melt another custode unit and then I kill a bunch of guard units. So then turn two, I kill more, hold more. And, you know, his jet bikes come down and he fucks up my Castellan. But at that point, I've done, I think I've done the damage I need to do. But I, I think, you know, not knowing what the hell I'm doing with this Castellan and not knowing what the hell I'm doing with my... The whole time, like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Like, honestly, I'm like, I'm flipping in through my book. I'm, what does this stratagem do? What does this fucking shit do? And he's telling me what my shit does. He plays Marines, right? He's like, oh, no, it does this and does this. He's telling me what my dice mean, right? He's pretty much, like, talking me through the game. But still, like, I know how to move. I know how to place. So I move and do, kill a bunch of shit. And then, like, turn three and turn four, he starts to take the game. But then turn five, he goes and like nothing happens. He does nothing. Like he, his dice like went fucking cold on him. I'll, I'll say his dice went shit on him. <laughs> and <laughs> the Primaris Marines were still alive and they're still shooting 20 times. Right. And then he assaults them, but they're still Primaris Marines. So they still attack back. Right. So I do a bunch of work, um, but the game turns on turn five. And then, at, like, end of turn five, like, he, all of his bikes are dead. Most of his units are dead. And he's like, well, shit, this game is over. I thought I was losing this game because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Turns out, because I had one turn, turns one and turn two, turn five and turn six became very important. And because the bikes died turn five, like, that was the game. 
How was the points looking throughout the entire game? Like, did you always have an edge above them or what? You know, honestly, because I had no idea what I was doing with the army, I was just kind of rolling dice. I was like, I'm here to roll dice, figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I'm not even like in my brain. I wasn't even keeping track of points, but I was still trying to score my points. Like, I'm going to kill the units because I took marked for death, recon and headhunter. So like, well, I know I have to kill these units for my secondaries and I know I want to hold objectives and I know I want to kill units, right? But that's still in my head, right? I'm not, I'm yeah. not fucking retarded, right? So I still don't know how to do these things. So I was, ke- I kept doing those things, not knowing where the points were, just trying to figure out how my army works. Because I've never played it before. I've never touched it, <laughs> you know, on the table. So turns out just knowing how the game works is good. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Apparently yes. knowing, knowing how to kill units and hold objectives is still good. Um at the end, I had no idea I was winning this game, but I ended up winning this game twenty nine to twenty. Okay, you had a good lead on him then. So, so it's a good game. If you're in that ten point threshold, it was a good game. Oh no, it was a close I, game. Yeah, because people get kind of deceived, like, oh, you won by like ten points or nine points. Well, honestly, that person was barely winning, and then on like turn six or turn five, you know, they got a whole bunch of points. Yeah, he because ma- your opponents is usually dead by then, and you're just now farming points. Yeah, he made a charge with his Custo jet bikes turn five against my my uh, my uh, Primaris Marines that were on the second level of a ruins. But if you know anything about Custo jet bikes, they're fucking huge, right? And it's hard to get them into close combat with things if they're on a second yep. level. So, um, just the way the 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 assault ended up and the way I deployed benefited me in that way. So he couldn't kill as many Primaris Marines as he wanted to. And then, you know, the smash captain jumps in and just murders things where right? he does, you know, smash captain things. Um, so just, I, I think there, there was a turning point, like turn four and turn five where the game, like his dice went cold turn five. And that was a very like specific point in the game where he had to win this turn. And if he didn't, he was going to lose the game because I had taken turn one, turn two. He had taken turns three and turn four, but this was turn five. And this really mattered, and it didn't go his way. So I'm going to say for for uh, Death Watch, Primaris Marines are very good. They yep. are very, very good. And the Bolter rule is very, very good. <laughs> That's all I have to say about those things. Um, did, did you have mixed units where you had, uh, like, the jump pack guy or anyone yeah. in like terminators. Yeah, which made which which added some confusion for me because I've never played the army before and now I've got a unit that has three different profiles within it, essentially, mm-hmm. depending on if it's the shooting, the charge phase, the movement phase, or the assault phase. So everything yeah. works different, right? But so I had to flip through my book and make sure I was doing things correctly. Because you know, when you get to handle an army, you get just you just know what things do. You don't even think about it. Like I move this far, I do this much having like, it was literally the last moment where I said, I'm not bringing my Tyranids. I'm going to bring my death watch instead. I packed up my army and I drove over, (laughs) you know? So like I, I, I've been doing some reading and doing some, you know, research, but this game was helpful in deciding what things do. You know, I, I played a stupid, like I played Hawk shroud on my freaking night. Cause I saw, I don't know. I've never played the army before. Like, you can conceptualize <laughs> things, right? But, like, oh, there was this stratagem, and there's this warlord trait. Okay, cool, these sound good. Like, I'll just take them, fuck it. Right? 
I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, for, for realsies, right? Until you actually sit down with the army and realize why things are good, you don't know what you're doing. But Did yeah. you just say fucking for realsies? For realsies. God fucking damn it. God, I'm four beers in. Eat a dick, okay? Are we going to be like the long war and start making up words all the time? No, I am not kid rocking up and down the block. All right, what up, dog? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay. Kid rocking up and down the block. What? Yeah, I don't know what that means. He's like but the kid fun. rock of 40k podcasts. You know, it's like. Never mind. Anyway, I have this vision in my head. Anyway, could... you're the only one that sees it. I am the only one who sees it. So yeah, so I played my first game of Death Watch. I won. Um. And I don't know how I won. I, I really had, didn't think I was winning that game, but apparently I did. Um, but Scott is a good player. He's a fun guy. Uh, his dice just went cold. Um, the guy who was supposed to play was there, and he was high and drunk, and that was a lot of fun. Um, just calling him <laughs> shit and everything. goes, dude, you're a fucking scrub the whole time. And, like, you know, it, it was fun. It was a fun game. So, I mean, there's some fun people out here. There's some good 40K games out here. But apparently I am currently undefeated in mid-Missouri. So, um, come on, bitches, <laughs> come get some. You know? <laughs> hey, come, come back to California. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll get my ass smashed, you know. So, <laughs> mid- all, the, all this shit talking is the one like he's played like four games. I have played four games, yeah. <laughs> I am undefeated. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's a true statement. True statement. It is true. I've played more than one game, and I am currently undefeated, and I have won an RT in the mid Missouri area. You know, the rules is written. It's a true statement. It is a true statement. <laughs> rules as written. And Ray, I know you love rules. Yeah. I don't think I do read. Yeah. But I'm looking oh. forward to some more games. I, I want to play Death Watch some more. It's a lot of fun. Death Watch is very, very good. Um, I think people have overlooked it up until now. Uh, we'll get to it when we talk LVO lists, but there are a lot of Death Watch armies at LVO this year. And oh, I think yeah. people have come to realize that special issue ammunition for free is a very good thing. Yeah. So all these special rules on Space Marines, and it's the one thing about Death Watch. Like, I want to start building an army or just putting the shoulder pads on all the Space Marines I have unbuilt um, and play them as Death Watch because they play like the lore, like, depicts space brains they have all these special rules right they fucking they could do all this they could do this they could do that like they're just a fucking toolbox within us every unit so that's what makes them super appealing and then this game is a math game so all the special ammunition you know is better for the uh, situation in front of them and on top of that then they have that other thing where like you reroll ones to wound or some shit whatever the fuck that's called they have like doctrines or yeah so know. in the beginning of the game you pick a doctrine where you pick a an army type so if you have lots of troop choices okay so my my opponent was playing lots of troop choices he had lots of troops he had um, the loyal 32 and all these you know um custode troop choices so you reroll ones against those to wound which is really good, especially when you choose the ammunition that wounds on twos automatically. So I wound on twos, reroll ones. Fucking amazing. Make all your saves. Sure, you're saving on twos and threes. Fuck you, right? Roll them ones, bitch. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was primary spring though. It's on. It's on threes because that negative one. You're right. Right. So you're gonna really you're gonna, good. You're gonna fail a bunch of saves, right? So make you know make all them saves, bitch. Like take 
roll all them dice, right? You're making your opponent play the game. And so it's fun for everybody. They have to roll extra dice. You get to roll extra dice. It's so much fun, right? But no, no, no. It's, it's really it's, not it's, fun for demons. It's, it's <laughs> not fun for Eldar when it's our turn to start rolling dice and it means I die. Right. And then no, I'm, I don't like that. It's not fun. I'm 36 inches away, and you have to make all these saves. It's it's amazing. Just yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like, yeah, shooting's good. I stood still. Oh, guess what? 36 inches away. Yeah, I'm gonna take two shots instead of one. Eat it. You know, make all your saves. Go. You know, it's it's. I don't usually play a shooting army, so playing with the Castellan and playing with Primaris Marines was a little fun. It was a little different. Like I don't I don't know how the shooting phase works because I just do the assault phase. <laughs> <laughs> You know, pretty dick. You play the assault phase. You don't play the shooting phase. Like you, you throw know, dice in the shooting it, it phase just for, for fun. Switch back. What's yep. that? It would be really hard for me to switch back to shooting right now. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. So it's like when you go to the shooting phase, it's just a whole different feel, you know. But yep. the Death Watch is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it this next upcoming season. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to taking it to tournaments and actually learning the army and getting you know digging deep into it. Um, but it's, it's going to look good. And we'll talk more about some Death Watch stuff coming up here in the next segment, which are the LVO lists. So, Ray, you didn't play shit this week. No, I played a game. Did you? Of course I played. Talk, talk tell about me about it. it. I was, uh, so uh, one of the guys at the local store, SCGC, or I should say, SoCal Games and Comics, here in my club, a uh, guy, Matt Estrada, uh, he plays Guard, or he plays Imperium. So he has, you know, Knights and and a guard but he has a lot of guards so he uses the the new from the new book where he has like three tank commanders and they can take a battle cannon does a straight three damage the vigilus the yeah the the vigilus one i think they can move like they have special shit well anyways that's what he takes and then he has basically the loyal 32 but plus some because you know he has full teams of mortars in there and then he takes house caress for his knight detachment, and he takes, uh, I think it's called a warden, the one that has the battle cannon and the gatling gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he takes two baby knights with the close combat versions. Now, house, so house caress, what what their ability is, they get to reroll hits when they charge, be charged, or heroically intervene, or whatever. Um, but key thing to note, though, their relic is a is basically a shooting relic so the relic gives plus one damage to models with or with models that have 10 wounds or more right so it's mm-hmm. plus one to all weapons so anything it shoots and it's on the fucking warden with a pat with a like that gun is doing three damage to tanks the the fucking battle cannon is doing d3 plus one to tanks to big vehicles that's pretty good yeah. But then you go against Titanic and it gets plus two damage. So the fucking Gatling Ken is doing four damage. The fucking Battle Ken is doing D3 plus two. It's nuts. And then in close combat, it's all plus one damage again. So that D3 stomps when he's re rolling to hit, all the damage is plus uh, two to Knight or Titanic and plus one to vehicles. So it's like a multi purpose fucking. Uh, shooting night. I, I I really digged it, and plus it's a mechanicum or whatever. So where even if he's at one wound, he can be at top tier again for his all his shooting. For one command point. For one command point, 
it's it's really really good. I was impressed by it. But that's what he takes. Um, we played the mission that has the four objectives, and you move it. Uh, I, I think what you no that that one's gone. Anyways, that objective, and we're playing on the small house, one story house, and he took first. Uh, him taking first was a uh, detriment to him because you know I go I do take cover stratagem. So my wave servers all have two plus saves. Um, I'm minus one to hits. I mean, I'm minus two to hit on one of the tanks. And he didn't kill anything because wave servants are a bitch to shoot at, especially when you're when you're a fucking guard. And anything, and then what that knight shot at, that's what I have minus two to fucking hit. So it didn't die. Did he uh, declare he did. everything from the knight to one single wave servant? Well, he kind of has to to kill a wave servant. That one does. It's not a Castellan. Well, I was just thinking if he, like, split fires it, knowing which one you're going to fucking do your lightning fast reflexes. True. It it would hurt a little bit more, but the minus one damage kind of negates his special rule. Ah. So he's... it, And plus, the Gatling Cannon's wounding on fives. Got it. Um, So he doesn't, you know, do much. Uh, He doesn't kill anything, but he did a small error where he moved up on my left flank for some reason. He was getting closer to my, my... Dark Reapers. Now, I, I get it. He wants to touch my close combat, so I have to spend command points to fucking shoot and all this shit. But I had all my wave servants over there and all my characters. So I decided, okay, I'll let my right flank fucking fail. And by the way, I went Kingslayer on the night, big game hunter, to, you know, for all his tanks and for his fucking baby knights. And then I went recon. Not bad. There was, a, there was this building in the middle that had a second floor that half of it was actually completely covered. Um, you couldn't see into the second floor because there was no windows. So my wave serpent flew up into there to hold that fucking uh, sector for recon. And then his knights couldn't shoot at me because he was tucked underneath the floor. Just be- So the terrain worked out for me, which allowed me to get recon every turn. Uh, I killed all the guys on the left. Uh, on my left flank that moved up so I could, you know, take over that side. And then I touched the, his, his uh, commander Pask in the back, the back left corner. And then pretty much from there, it was decided on that turn that it was game. Actually, that was on turn two. Because his return fire, he killed a wave serpent, and that's it. And then after, all my guys got out of the wave serpents, and then I touched Pask, I wrapped him, and then he couldn't shoot anything because all my other tanks charged past two, so he couldn't get shot. And then I killed it on his turn, and then after that, it was just a downhill spiral from there, because now I was just touching things the whole way, with Wave Serpents or the Autark, and that's pretty much how the game ended up. And it, the score going into turn four was probably, I think it was already like 20-something to maybe maybe 12 or 13. So then we just called the game there, because I mean, obviously I'm just going to get more points. Yep. Uh, he did. He did still have a knight, but I already had three. Uh, no, I already had one king slayer off of it, and my reapers were still alive, and all my psychic support as well. So, and then I killed his psychic support with the by. I mean, the autark. I tell you, a Samhain autark in Yanari with a banshee mass is insane. It's it's so good. It is the assassin of all assassins, and that that was pretty much game. Uh, but, but you can't crit- take a banshee mask with an autark on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm cheating, right? 
Fucking cheater, Ray. Uh, Matt, though, to his credit, the last time we played, when I was testing out lists before I landed on my list for LVO, um, he beat me. He beat me probably by 12, no, I think it was by 15 points uh, full turn. Um, so it's not that he's a bad player. He, he's he's learning quick. He's a newer, he's new to, to competitive 40K. So, you know, we were playing on clock uh, this time, too, unlike the last time. And the clock kind of flustered him on his decision making. Um, but he's learning quick. It's he's one of those people that like, you know, maybe a couple more tournaments. He'll be definitely somebody to worry about. That's cool. So we people over here are getting better. Andy, you come back here, you get shit on. I was already getting shit on. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had to come out to mid-Missouri to shit on people. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my game, but I only played one because in the weekend it was contested with family stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, those are... Beating, so I can't just play 40K all the time. Yeah, yeah. So those are our games played. We got lots of games played in. It's yeah. good. Um... So we're going to take a quick break. I need a more beer. I, I need a more beer. Maybe I don't need a more beer. No, I need more <laughs> beer. And we're going to come back with some LVO lists. And we are back. Uh, LVO, of course, at, at the time of this recording. We'll I'm be... out of Jack. What's that? I'm out of Jack. You're out of Jack? You don't have no yeah. Jameson? No, that was at the APOC. I already asked. Okay. So at the time of this recording, at the time of this release, actually LVO will be in full swing. Yeah, we will already be playing. Mm, this might come out before LVO starts playing. You should release this on Thursday so I can listen to it while I'm driving. Okay. That'd be awesome. I, I will attempt to release this on Thursday. We'll do an early release. So Pre- pre- premature ejaculation of the podcast. <laughs> 40 k podcast. So at uh, least I'm used to that. What's that? <laughs> so at least I'm used to the premature ejaculation. Well, yeah, er, my wife is too. So, I mean, just get used to it. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so at the time of this recording, maybe some of you will be here before, some of you during, some of you after. Uh, there is the biggest tournament of the year. Um, I've been told time and time again here in the Midwest, though, that Adepticon is the biggest tournament of the year. So, nope. Okay, you're wrong. I'm j- I'm just saying what I've been told. Well, they're they're fucking wrong. Okay. Okay. It depends on how you put the context. So, Adepticon is a bigger convention, but it's not the biggest 40k event. The not even close. The LVO champion smashes all other 40k. But an event-wise, Adepticon is bigger because they have they've been doing it longer and they do a lot. It's it's a huge, huge convention. Right. It's well, yeah, huge. it's in the name. It's a con. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, the guys that here they all gear up for Adepticon and not LVO. So that's what I've been told. So, uh, how far of a drive is that from you? Oh, to Chicago? Not far. And that's why you should you should do that one year. I should do that one year. I don't know when it is, but you should do. It. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, it's irrelevant you're, to us. Yeah, yeah, it's irrelevant to you guys. But anyway, 
LVO, essentially the end of the ITC season, uh, is occurring at the time of this release. In and around the time of this release. Around your mouth. I was going to say yeah. in and around your mouth. Yeah. But you went in and or around your mouth. So, there are a number of lists are live. You had to have your list out, what was it, last, like two weeks ago? No, last Friday. Yes. Uh, yes. When you're listening to this, the, the Friday before this. Okay, so a week out, you had to have your list up. There are still some people that their list up. They're not going to win this thing anyway, so it's we're not going to worry about them. True. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was a shit ton of people that don't know how to follow a fucking video. A 30-second video, because it's only the 30 seconds of the end that you actually need to care about. And realistically, when you're watching porn, all you want is the first 30 seconds anyway. Yeah, Well, it depends, because sometimes the first 30 seconds, like, she's, like, walking around. Oh, like, yeah, they're trying to hey, tell the story. Oh, hey, I'm I, your stepsister. I get it. Why are we having sex? Apartment. I'm your stepsister. This is weird. And all of a sudden, there's blowjobs happening. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one that watches that, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, we went from, why are we doing this? This is so weird, to my balls are in your face. Like, how do we go yeah, from, this is very awkward right, yeah. to me. I don't know why I'm, I'm touching your penis. And now, oh, I don't know my mouth. This is so weird. <laughs> like, and then, you know, three and a half minutes later, there's cum going on the side of your mouth. I mean, like, how do we get from one to the other? Anyway, only in pornography and in penthouse forum. 40k podcast continue i don't know who was talking i got distracted by porn (laughs) (laughs) but uh we have a number of lists that we we saw within the lvo live release that we wanted to take a look at and have a have a deeper look at so um who wants to start off who was interested in something they saw i I really want to talk about sean nadens okay all right so i'm gonna go first uh obviously god the does your guys' app keep crashing? No. The the Skype app? No, no, no. No, not the fuck. T- Won't you hear me? Oh, are you talking about Battle's crying? Yeah. The, no, it's fine. Oh, your phone oh. sucks. No, my phone does not suck. <laughs> I just think a whole bunch of people are looking at the it's, list I'm trying to It's just look filled at. with porn, Ray. You're filled with cookies with the porn. Alright, I took a screenshot, so now it can't fail. Alright, here we go. Zoom this in. So anyway, Sean made it. So this guy always brings lists that are like, what the fuck? Like, how does this fool win, right? And he wins. He's a good good player. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's playing Yanari. Well, Yanari and fucking witches, because he's like the only person that plays with fucking witches ever. Uh, it's three detachments, one being a battalion, Yanari, uh, Asarian mix. Uh, HQ, the Incarn, Eldrad, and Mogan Ra. Those are his three HQs. Then he has a 20-man Guardian Defenders with two cannons. And then he has two units of eight Rangers. I thought that was pretty interesting in itself that he has two units of eight. And then he has an eight-man Shining Spear unit. Uh, and the, obviously the Exarch has the Stronger Lance. Uh, then he has another battalion of Jakari, Cult of the Cursed Blade. I don't honestly know what that one does. Two succubus is with Charnets and Impalers. And then he has three units of witches, all decently sized um, of witches, and that's it. And then he has a Vanguard detachment, Yanari, but Harlequins mixed. Uh, and the HQ of that one is Yvrain. 
Uh, something to note here, if you have two detachments of Yanari, there has to be an actual Yanari character at the head of each one of those. He obviously does this. And then it's uh, three elites, a solitaire, a jest- death jester, and death jester. Uh, the solitaire is Midnight Sorrow. That's so he can attack again when he dies. And then the death jesters are Dreaming Shadows. So if he buys them the relic for the stronger sniping gun, and they can shoot again because of Dreaming Shadows. Uh, to note with Yanari Harlequins, though, is that they, they lose Rising Crescendo. So these characters, like the solitaire, cannot advance and charge. And he cannot fall back and charge. Because that's the rising crescendo. They lose that by being Denari. So, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure he knows that. But for other players thinking about playing this list, um, that is definitely something to think about. That's pretty big. He has lots he of snipers. I'm looking at lots of snipers. He has a lot of ways, a lot of ways of getting characters. Um, he has beat stick characters in different ways. I mean, even your brain is good in close combat. Her weapon's decent. I mean, Eldrad is no pushover, honestly, especially if he gets protected on himself. But actually, just looking at this, he has no Jinx. You know, he he only has... And Mogan Raw is a close combat guy. I've never heard of this character before. I've never seen it on the table before. So explain to me Mogan Raw. Wait, why does he have Mogan Raw? I have no I, idea. I thought, thought Mogan Raw was the sniper, no? No, I don't normally play with the Aspect guys, but... That's that's the thing about Sean Nayan's list. Like they're so like random, right? I I don't know what he's doing with them. Honestly, he's 140 points for a two plus save character, um, and I get confused if this is the Melta guy or if this is the Dark Reaper guy. I think anyways, it's the Dark Reaper sniper dude. Anyways, it, the Dark that would Reaper fit. Guy's that not, would fit what he's, he's doing. Not a, he's not a sniper though. Oh, he can't shoot characters. Um. The Guardian unit, he always takes that. The eight-man rangers is more, you know, sniper shooting. And then Shining Spears, obviously, you know, and he chose Bile Tan for these guys. So he likes them deep striking and then charging at six, in- or, sorry, seven inches because they get the plus two to their charge. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, plus three to their charge. Sorry, six. Six inches. And then he uses the witches the top up infantry so they can't leave and then his whole army probably gets in there to hug them so they can't die and then so he can't get shot it's it's very toolsy it's you know it's just really interesting and i don't see like i don't see how he really wins a knight army because you can't tie up anything shining spears are decent against them and as long as okay yeah and as long as the knight takes like a two-up save as his relic, or even the, the five-up invul at all times, like the shining spheres, because you can rotate in close combat, you have a four-up invul. Mm-hmm. Like it won't die. And yeah, the incarn's a good beat stick too, but you have a bad like if the knight gets to attack, it's gonna kill him or her or it, whatever the fucking incarn is. Um. Yeah, at, at the it, level of matchups he's playing, is he going to face a knight army? I mean, you may face a knight. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, he's but, going to. I, but, but could this list through, avoid a single knight? Looking through all the lists, right? There's there's knights all over the place, and I just I don't see like yeah, I guess he could ignore it. But if he plays an all knight list, which there's quite a few, sure. 
I, I don't see it comes down to generalship, I guess. And I mean, he's a general to do it, but I just wanted to spotlight this because it's like weird combinations of fucking units. It's you know, it uses the incarn. Um, it's just I think it's good. I I wouldn't say I would be able to win with it though. That was mine that I was looking at. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm looking at it. It's it's nothing I've ever seen before. Succubuses, like I know they're good, but I've never seen them. Never yeah, seen to play I, them. Like I, everything in there, I know what it does except Mog and Raw, because like literally, I don't think I've even looked at this fool's fucking. I think stuff. he's the dude that has the skull face with like bones on his armor. No, I honestly don't think it. now. Now it's bothering me, so I'm gonna go get my book. You you continue on. So, uh, Pretty Dick, you you had thought about some chaos stuff. Yeah, so the list that I'm pretty interested in is, is not it's not so much the list as it is the general itself, kind of like what Ray was looking at. But still, his list is very fucking interesting. Um, it's Joshua Death. Uh, he's playing Demons, which was a shock to me because everything that I've heard and seen pointed to him to playing Imperium. So uh, it sucks because now I actually have competition at LVO because we're both <laughs> in the running for fucking best in faction demons. And I, I this isn't easy. This is not an easy person to go up against. So um, we'll see what happens. But So he's running Chaos Demons, like I said. He's got a total of nine command points. He's got a battalion of demons, which is Only nine infernal, command points. Only nine command points. And, and, and you'll see why, and it's weird. He's got the Infernal in rapturous which is the the bitch with the harp from the new uh wrath and rapture box okay which which is something for people to keep an eye out for because she's got this cool little rule where everyone perils on doubles within 24 inches of her so any doubles you peril whether or not you pass the test anything just automatic so those you know thousand suns heavy smite armies um, or even just little guys like warlocks and stuff like that that you know you don't normally think about it. You rolls double fours. You're gonna keep that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep it. Okay, you fucking peril. <laughs> and then they die, and then they explode, and then everyone around them dies. Something so, that jumps off the page to me is 647 points of reinforcement points. Yep, and that that's where I was slowly starting to go with this. So oh, I, I apologize. I jumped right to the you know big piece of shit, you yeah. man. <laughs> So, so to finish out what his list is, he's got the Infernal Rapturous, Sloppity Ball Piper, Sloppity Ball Piper, the greatest name in the 40k. The name. In 40k As history. a player, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, he's got two units of 30 Plague Bearers, all kitted out like you normally would. Four Nurglings, so like one unit of four. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his full battalion. So obviously it's just it's board control. It's not easy to kill, and it sits in the back. He's got the Fleculent Narmal, so it makes those Plague Bearers relatively fast, especially um, combined with the Spoilpox Scrivener. Yeah, they can move advantage and, and charge out of that, right? Yep, and then they get plus two to their, their movement, and they get plus one to their advance and charge, and it's, it's good. And then he's got a, a, a Supreme Command Detachment, Thousand Suns, with the, the typical arm on, and two Demon Princes of Zinch with wings and malefic talons. And that's it. That's his entire fucking list. The, the surprise... The surprise is that 647 points of reserve that you don't get to see. I know. And and I've tried messaging him about it because I I just want to know more. It doesn't really make sense to me because you lose so much by summoning. There's a couple benefits where you could do it turn one, you could do it turn six. You know, that there is some, you could bring anything to the table from the Demon Codex, 
but the good stuff, like the troops, don't actually get obsec. Even though they are troops, they're not part of your actual list, therefore they don't get obsec. Some people don't know that, or maybe they do, and that's why they don't fucking take, you know, summoning reserve points. So I don't, I really want to know what he would even consider summoning onto the table. Because not only do they, the unit not get a move, obviously, when you bring in it from reserves, but the model that summons it also cannot move. So who would be summoning at this point? Who can summon out of this list? Anything, anything that's a Chaos character. So he's got a total of six characters that could summon. But he has to go with the same uh, demon type as the character. So like Armon can only summon Zinch demons. So, he so can I summon think we're looking at Zinch demons because we've got two demon princes with wings and Armon... He's not on a disc. We got two demon princes with wings, though, and that's the thing that could Correct. move turn one, move in advance turn one, and be in a position to then summon things like. So, what's a good Zinch demon? Pink horrors. But that's the thing. You can't summon the turn you move. Right. I'm saying so. Turn one, you move in advance, and they're sit hidden behind whatever. Right. And then turn the problem two. is, you, like, the only thing he has protecting his army is Nurglings. That one squad of Nurglings. So if he moves outside of his Plague Bearer bubble, that's it. It's a dead fucking Demon Prince. So that that part's weird, but I, I, going back to your question, is Pink Horrors is good. If, if he was facing against me, um, a 30 unit of Pink Horrors was, is pretty decent for just mowing down blood letters if I wasn't able to rap or something. Um... He's got the Infernal Rapturous, so the Demonettes are extremely cheap. I, I want to yeah. say it's it's a uh, 180 points for 30 of those things. So, if he has the models, I, he has options depending on the army he's facing to summon things turn two. Either correct, but the, the the problem is is that he benefits from none of the loci. So he, if he summons Slanish Demons, he can't advance and charge. He doesn't get any extra damage for his Plague Bearers because he doesn't have a Nurgle detachment. Like, I don't understand how it works, and obviously maybe that's why he's a, a better player than me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, like, none of the things that he can summon has better than an 8-inch charge, I guess. You know, and that's with taking an icon, which you'd have to pay for. Right. And he's, so you're very heavy dependent on re-rolls if you just don't get lucky, and you've got nine command points to start with. So I don't know. I really want to ask him more about his list, or at least what he would consider putting on the table. Well, um, I'm sure he'll tell you after Sunday when he makes top eight. I don't think he <laughs> did very well last year. So, I don't know. I, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. He made top eight, but there was something wrong, and he, he backed out. Huh. He okay. took himself. He took himself out of the top eight. He did, he did a like something was brought to his attention that was a minor thing wrong in the game prior that neither opponent caught and that they went back and then he was like well then you know the game would have been different so he just backed out of the top eight and that's why somebody else made it in God. and so I mean he did the honorable thing uh, sounds like it I did, the only, the, looking at this list I, I really just see him like kind of doing what Andy said, like advancing his whole army turn one if he has it. Right? If he, if he has turn one, then he advances everything, makes sure he's wrapped with the Plague Bears. And then yeah. after that, on turn two, then summon from like midfield-ish somewhere, right? 
Um, and then if he's going second and he's playing like a close combat army or like some somebody's playing a close combat army, they're going to come to him. So then his guys can stand still. Yeah. And then just summon. Because what's summon in within 18 or 24? 12. 12? Okay, that's a lot shorter than I thought. So, no, no, that, that that's the thing that kind of sucks. So, And that's every model has to be within 12 of that character that could not move that turn. Well, I'm just saying if a Demon Prince moves and advances and then you can summon, you can put a model within 12 inches of that, that's still that's still pretty decent. Like, if you got a good advance yeah, roll on that. Dragged, which you could have done anywhere on the table. Yeah, he could have done deep strike but like he has the option with that 600 and something points that he has to the side he, he has like a swiss army knife uh, totally oh. I, I i understand that concept but i'm trying i can't figure out what he's using because there's no shooting in that army and and demon army in, in general all there's i no know of- is that on his podcast he's already said that he thinks he can get top demons and that's why he's taking it so see i, I, aiming, didn't, I didn't hear that part yet he, he's aiming for you motherfucker <laughs> he doesn't know you've been chosen at some point that your mom chose you in a fantasy battle to win lbl <laughs> yeah exactly the gods have aligned and this is the time for me and he's fucking it up <laughs> someone in the fantasy draft aka your mom chose you okay, to what? win the lvo and I, I wanted to circle back around while you guys were talking about gay chaos uh, I went to go look at Mog and Raw. So Mog and Raw is the Dark Reaper aspect guy, right? Um, I still don't see it because what it is is basically he has an aspect warrior fucking satellite. So hits on a two in close combat and shooting. He's T4, which is good for – that's like high for elves. And then he has six wounds and then a two-up armor save. Uh, no uh, no invul. Can he snipe? No, he cannot snipe. His gun is not even a Dark Reaper gun. It's a, it's the Mogadar, some weird-ass fucking name. Don't ask me to say it again. But it's basically the same weapon that the Death Gestures kind of have, but a better version. It's strength 6, negative 1, 1 damage, and if it kills an infantry, then it gets a, basically a smite in that unit. The unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Or it could shoot its other profile, which is 4 shots, Strength 6, negative 1, 1 damage. They're both 36-inch ranges, and you can shoot this gun twice. So you either get 2 shots, or you get 8 shots. So that's really it, right? So he can shoot twice, he can re-roll wound rolls of 1 versus Chaos, and he always hits on a 2. He has the death, the Dark Reaper rule, but his is on a 2. That's cool. And he can re-roll hit rolls of 1, so basically he's always going to hit with his shots. Unless I am rolling, then I will miss. But that's that's <laughs> literally it. He's he's an aspect board. He gets no, uh, a craft world anything. I mean, it's in Yanari, but like he doesn't even get the keywords for the craft world. He just doesn't negate him in an actual craft world. And he's power level seven, so he's a mark for death target as well. Hmm. And oh, I mean, close combat. His weapon does give him plus two strength, negative two D three damage. So he goes the he's strength four. So he goes to strength six. So all his attacks are strength six. That's pretty good. Maybe he's playing those eight shots at strength six to do work on, you know, T3 models. Maybe, or mortal. Like, I just... And then the mortal wound thing on top of that, like... How many points is he? uh, He's not much now. 
uh, it's incorrect what's in this book because this is the collector's edition, which is out of date now. <laughs> yeah, you paid extra for a book that's out of date. But still, like, eight shots, strength six, potential for mortal wounds, and you can do that also in close combat. Like, well, you can't do that. You can't do the mortal wounds in close combat. Okay, but, but still, but still, like, eight shots, strength six, and you could shoot twice? That sounds like two ten-man guard units dead. No, it's four shots, shoot twice, which makes it eight shots. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is That's eight shots. That sounds like a guard unit dead. Okay, yeah. So a guard and unit it, dead. And- and it's an assault weapon, so and he has battle focus, so he can advance. He only moves six. He, so he can, can advance and, and charge and shoot. Yeah, we can't charge. Not charge, but advance and shoot. Yeah, he can advance and shoot just fine. Hit on twos, real ones. So that's that guy. I mean, you must just really like him, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I don't get it, but hey, that's Sean Aiden for you, man. If you would ask him, he will tell you he's the best player in forty k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really cocky. He's extremely cocky. He's a good yeah. guy, but he's extremely cocky. He's, I talked to him last year at LVO at the bar, and the stuff that he was telling me like fucking blew my mind. Well, maybe he's going to blow your mind and blow your army off the table. So, so now you have to listen to the long war all the time now, huh? Because he's on it. <laughs> he is the stronger part of that <laughs> podcast, yes. <laughs> I just fucking hate Rob so much. Oh, God. God he's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Rob, this is Richard Cozart. Fuck you. I hate Fuck. you. It's <laughs> so annoying. Like, he doesn't even fucking play 40K. Just shut up. Ah. All right. So, you talked uh, about that. We, we talked about one chaos list, but, Rich, but, but Pretty Dick, I want to talk about. I want you to comment. Because I, I love the shit talking. I want you to comment on Don Hooson's list. Hold on, let me let me go to it. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten Blight Lord Terminators for four hundred and thirty-two points. The dude is straight doubled down on Terminators. He had ten last time. If he had twenty, that would be insane. But well, I'm just saying, like people said, like, oh my god, Terminators, Term- I got, they don't get the Terminators. I know if they won me the game. They were fucking up those five-man units of people's backfields for four hundred and thirty-two points. All right, so let's put it this way. I, <laughs> everyone on the show already knows how I feel about White Lair Terminators. I think they're utter garbage. I've said that many times. I, I, I think Don Houston's a good player. Obviously, he is. He, he won uh, fucking BAO, even though I think his route was pretty easy, and Jeff was actually a really bad matchup on Jeff's side. So take it for what it is. I don't think his army's going to perform well at all, um, just like SoCal. I mean, he, he lost a, a couple games. I mean, he lost to Shaylin at fucking with Grey Knights. Uh, What's the toughest? I'll, I'll, I'll put a, a bounty. I'll put a bounty. He out has on nineteen models. Houston, a total of nineteen models are on this table for him. Nineteen you models. Talked, you just talked over the bounty, Andy. What's yeah, that? Andy sucks. I do. <laughs> All right, let me, let me repeat myself. <laughs> All right. A bounty 19 on- models! Shut up! A bounty on Don Hooson. If you beat him, I'll buy you a beer. My name's Pretty Dick. First day, I'll probably be wearing a shirt saying, don't be a salty bitch. It's really, <laughs> really big and bright. It's the fucking salt chick that's wearing, you know, has an umbrella and a yellow coat. That'll be me. I'm hard to miss. If you prove that you beat him, I'll buy you a beer. 
yes. all fucking the tournament, the whole tournament. So from his from his SoCal list, I don't know what he took, or I not from his SoCal list, from his BAL list. I don't know what he took at SoCal, but he doesn't have a knight anymore. He has Hellforge, Daredeo, Dreadnoughts. I don't know what the fuck those deals. So so what they are is that they're a, it's a T7 platform that has some butcher cannons, which are strength 8, minus 1, 2 damage. They're auto cannons, but they make you take uh, your plus 2 to your morale when you take it, if they kill a model. But he, the reason why he really has those is he has the... Uh, Indirect fire. I think it's three d three shots. The havoc launcher. It's on two strength six minus one one damage, and they're all indirect. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, the it's, havoc launcher is really good. Everyone playing into the idea that there's going to be a hundred magic boxes on every single table, and he kind of doubled down between the crawlers and those dreadnoughts. But my my problem with those is that if you get past the the hellblades, the little planes, then you just touch stuff and it and it's done. The the game's over. Yeah, but you touch stuff, and then the Bite Lord Terminators come down and <laughs> shit on your face. And they shit on your five-man units in your backfield. Oh, no, the Blight Lord Terminators, <laughs> the ones that you just fucking death hex, and, you know, bloodletters can just tear those fucking things apart. I, I, I don't get it. Whatever. And then tell me about these Chaos Hell Blades. They're flyers, huh? So, so they, assuming this is what he used for screens. Yes. They actually have a kind of a cool rule, which is like Eldar, where you get to move twice, you get or the pivot twice. Okay, so they have vector but, dance. Yeah, so they're they're good at screens, but they are T six, I believe. I I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure T six. Most they flyers eight, are T six. Yeah. They have eight wounds, five up invul, three up armor. Three save. Yeah. And what's their gun have, look like? They have a total of four shots. They're <sighs> kind of like. Last cannons, but crappier. They're strength six, I believe, minus two straight three damage. But they're heavy, and this does not ignore the penalties to move and hit. Yeah, well, so, most flyers do. So I mean, yeah, like so, most so flyers he's hitting on fours unless it. it's another flyer. Okay. So he's using them as screening units. So if you have any way of smiting it down, putting I mean, a you can't, to him, you can't say this is not resilient. He has indirect fire. Assuming these have flamers. No, they have sluggers. Plague spitters. Is it the plague spitters the flamers? Plague spitters are the good ones. That's the one you want. Okay, so he has flamers. You know, T8. Yep. I kind of see what he's doing. The Blight Lords do bullying like Bulgrins. I don't know, man. It's The only thing you have to do is you have to kill the planes, which are, they're T6. They only have eight wounds. Not hard for most armies. They have a minus one hit. Chaos has no other ways of getting more minuses to hit, and they have no way of improving that invul, at least not in his buildup, I should say. So, see what I'm saying? Those, those are not, like, tough. And if, so you kill those three things and deal with the Terminators. And then past that, you just run up and touch everything else. Touch the PPs. The, the, the Dreadnoughts, the Crawlers, they have no way of falling back and shooting or doing anything at all. Yeah, but Don Hussein is a smart player, so that's obviously why these, yeah, these it, lists it's, work. It's more of a player than the list, but I don't think he's going to perform well at all. I, do, I just don't. It's I think the list will hinder him, and I, I want people to prove it. I'll buy you a beer. Honestly, I think looking taking account of the general and the list and what I think the meta is, 
I think this does actually at least five and one. So you've been sucking his dick lately, or well, what? that one guy's getting a beer. No, 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 I don't. I don't think it's because of the like, Terminators. I just think the way it's built and like orcs and uh, Tyranids and all this stuff that require all this close combat to kill things. Like, I think he's smart enough to deploy correctly well, to like, where the like Terminators. Orcs? No, but like the Terminators are going to counter charge against like Tyranids and demons and shit. And then against orcs, he's going to deep strike to have them move around, which he's going to control where they go anyways because of the flyers. And then once you jump away from the grot screens, then the the Ludas just die. So, so the if if I was playing orcs and I was going against the screen or this game, the Ludas you just kill a plane a turn because with daka 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 or whatever, so you're hitting well, on fives all the time. The Ludas would kill dead, two two planes two, a turn. Two planes easy easy fucking thing. The Dreadnoughts are not that hard to kill. They have a two-up save, but again, Ludas, if... You you just have no return fire, really, from that list that's reliable except for those Dreadnoughts. So you could probably take out at least one of those with Ludas alone. And then he has no obsec in his entire list. So you don't have to necessarily even charge him. You just... You always hold more than him. You run up, you take his objectives... Now, he's not even holding anything. The Terminators don't have that many attacks. If it was any other player, I would agree with you. He's going definitely 5-1, and 4-2. I, I would say 4-2 and two at best. 5-1 uh, at I, best, but probably if, if he does better than that, I would love for us to go through another show and then see what his matchups were. Hey, if, if he goes to top 8, you have to give him a handjob. Over the table or under the table? Over the, Over the table, table. everyone Over has to see table. it. Everybody has to see everyone it. Everyone has to see it. <laughs> All right, Don. <laughs> you and me. You and me, buddy. <laughs> if you make it to Sunday, Pretty Dick is giving you an over-the-table, in public. For all you degenerates that listen to this, because we know that fucker doesn't listen to this Facebook podcast. Live. This out there. <laughs> Facebook Live on our Facebook page. <laughs> over the ha- over the table hand job. All right, over the table hand job. If he fucking goes top eight, Don Houston, <laughs> you want this prize? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Pretty Dick. I, you know, His hands right. are so soft. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Andy. Okay. Okay. So the one that I want to highlight is Andrew Gagno, uh, the 357th best general in the world, always talks about Andrew Gagno, but he is bringing Death Watch, and I've been playing Death, I've been thinking about Death Watch, I played Death Watch for the first time, he is bringing Death Watch to the LVO. I think he played this at the Show Me Showdown or Midwest Conquest, or there was a tournament, a major tournament here in the Midwest, and he played it, it wasn't optimized, but Ray and I were talking mad shit on the stream you know, during this match. So I'm interested in how this turns out because I think Death Watch is very good. If anyone can make Death Watch or Space Marines work out, I think it's this player. Um, so it's a Death Watch primary. He's got um, a Watch Captain with a Jump Pack, Power Sword, and Storm Bolter. 
uh, a librarian with four sword and bolt, pist- bolt pistol. The, the librarian, is, of course, is there. Like I talked about, like for denies and and what. I'm pretty sure he's got a, a power in mind. He's got three veteran units with uh, the Terminator, the Biker, the Vanguard veteran. But one has two Terminators in it. It's probably like his screen unit where like I take all my saves off this guy. But the Terminators are good because they give you that stratagem or that ability to do the um uh the where you can summon back with the um what's that thing called the um oh you're talking about for necrons no 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 where you get the um the homing beacon so if you lay down a homing beacon right then if a unit gets wrapped at the end of the movement phase you can then yeah, at the end of the movement phase you can then move pick up that unit off the table and then move them within a certain distance of the homing beacon the Terminators give you that ability to do it, but you can lay those down because of the biker units. So if you take a homing beacon, you can then essentially just redeploy mid-game your unit of veterans. So what do you put down this uh, homing beacon? Um, you put it down in your deployment zone. Hold on, let me pull up the roll. Oh, we don't edit. want fucking Gary over here messaging us that we got your oh, roll. Yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> Let me get this right. I started adding them to my list too because it it's um, Death Watch teleport Homer. If this unit has a Death Watch teleport Homer, place it anywhere in your deployment zone within uh, when your army is deployed. If an enemy model is ever within nine inches of the Death Watch teleport Homer, it is deactivated and removed from the battlefield. Whilst there is any friendly Death Watch teleport homers on the battlefield, a unit that contains one or more Death Watch Terminators can perform an emergency teleport instead of moving, and it, in its movement phase, at the end of the movement phase, remove the unit and then set it up within six inches of a friendly Death Watch teleport homer. The Death Watch teleport homer then shorts out and is removed from the battlefield. So, if you have a unit that has the ability to have a Death Watch teleport homer, which the bikes have it and the Death Watch Terminators have it. You can put those in your deployment zone. So you deep strike them down, they're deep in someone's battlefield, and all of a sudden they get wrapped up, let's say with a bunch of you know orcs or whatever, right? At the end of your movement phase, you then pick them up from the board and put them within six inches of your teleport homer. Pretty good. It's really good. Now, is there any? Is there any? Uh, like, it can't be within X amount of inches after you do that. It just says if there's an enemy unit within nine inches of the Death Watch teleport homer, and then all it says is at the end of the movement nah, phase, remove. You have to be outside of an inch of an enemy. It doesn't say. It doesn't say that. It can't be. Yeah, but it happens at the end of the movement phase, and the movement phase has the rule saying that you can't be within an inch of an enemy unit. But I mean, you have a one-inch charge. I think Ray might be right with the, the actual movement phase rules. I am right. In the movement phase, you can't be within an inch of an enemy player. People get around that with before with the... What was it? The fucking Tyranid thing? Because that was before the game started. It wasn't in the movement phase. So, same thing with Nurglings. I used or, to be or, or it was with Nurglings then. Yeah. So if you're within an inch of a model, you don't have a movement phase? Is that what the rule says? No, you'll be able to jump out, no problem. But say if there was a person that was, you know, outside of nine inches of this fucking homing beacon. Well, that's you the could... point. That's the point. So, so you drop down your veterans, they get wrapped up, 
at the end of the movie, you then pull them out of combat, essentially, and then redeploy them within nine, within six inches of this teleport homer. That's the point. That's the trick. Okay, so but the enemy has to be more than nine inches from the from this teleporter, right? Yes. Okay, so you'll have a three inch charge, four inch charge. You have a four inch charge. No, it, does it say within or wholly within? It, it's it's not about getting it. It's not about getting within a distance to charge. It's about pulling it out of danger. Or then no, redo- I get I get what it's for, but pretty dick asked if there was a restriction to where you could be placed. It's just it says uh, remove the unit and then set it up with all models within six inches of a friendly Death Watch teleport Homer. So you could be just an inch away from an enemy model. No, no. No, because if you were within an inch of a model, there was if if you're within nine inches of the teleport homer, the teleport homer is destroyed. No, no, no! I, like just outside of an inch of that fucking guy, because it doesn't say wholly within six inches of the teleport homer, does it? All models with it says set up with all models within six um, inches of a friendly te- okay. death. Okay, right. so I, I, so essentially six inches wholly within six inches. Yes, uh, that, that's fine. Okay, so. But if anyone is within nine inches of the teleport homer, it's destroyed. Got it. So you would have a four-inch charge if someone was within it. But it's not about making a charge. It could be. But what it is is... It would be a three-inch charge. It would be a three-inch charge because it says within six, so you could tow in. But they couldn't be within nine. Yeah, but he just has to So it would have to be a four-inch charge. It's a very short charge. Okay, moving on. Yeah, but still, it's just not about the charge. It's about removing a model from danger and then redeploying them. And then you add special issue ammunition on top of that, right? You've added six inches. Now I'm hitting you at 30 inches and I just redeployed. Like, that's what it's about. You have so much flexibility with that ability. Um, So that's just the Death Watch portion of his army. He also has... Um, the, uh, he has a unit of sisters, a battalion of sisters with Celestine, a can, two canonesses, uh, three units of battle sisters and three units of seraphims. And then here's another interesting portion. He's got Deathwing Knights. Ten of them with a Nightmaster, a Deathwing Knight and a Watcher in, in the dark. It's an auxiliary detachment. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about. I don't have a Dark Angel codex, so because I know the auxiliary means that he doesn't get stratagems. He's negative one CP. He's negative one CP. So he's got a plan for these guys, apparently. Like why Maybe would they're the Death Shroud Terminators of uh, Imperium? They're Darkwing <laughs> Knights, so they're Terminators. Yeah, they're like the Blight Lord Terminators. So this was interesting. Like that little portion there too. I was like, what is that about? So I'm interested to see how that works out. It's cool. But the veterans in here have all the tools. They've got the shots. He doesn't have any Primaris, but I'm a big fan of Primaris, right? But I think that list is very interesting. I'm interested to see how it turns out. That's my point. Lastly, because I like talking shit, <laughs> and that's what we do. Yeah. The the three hundred and fiftieth best general. Um with all of the help in the world. The best players in the world on speed dial, still three hundred and fiftieth best general in the world. Is taking the net dick of net dick lists for Tyranids. 
Uh, he's taking a apparently it's his high fleet kraken. He's listed high fleet kraken. It's a swarm lord, a brood lord, two units of eighteen man gene stealers, a twenty eight man unit of hormigants. That's the kraken. It's nine hundred and thirty seven points for that. Um, then he has a um, what do we got here? We got a spearhead detachment with a company commander and three ba- a master of warnings and three basilisks with heavy bolters. And then he has an abominant, a magus, a primus, three units of 10-man neophyte hybrids, and 10 aberrants with rending claws and whatnot. It sounds like it was handed to him by one of the better players in the world on a speed dial. But it sounds like it's a mix of all like the good stuff. And here's a trick with the basilisks. I don't know. I don't think it does well. Are you willing to make any bets on that? I will give you an over-the-table ha- the hand job. This guy goes 5-1 <laughs> and one at LVL. Yeah, if he what? just goes 5-1. and one. If he goes 5-1 and one at the LVL, I'll give him an over-the-table hand job. Yeah, that, that is not a lot of faith. I, I at least have to have Don go to fucking top 8. <laughs> I have a good chance. If he goes 5-1, I'll give him an over-the-table table. Look at I got soft hands, right? <laughs> <laughs> I keep one in a glove full of Vaseline. Right, keep soft for my wife. Right. Uh, oh my god! No, I don't see this. I don't see this list doing well. I think it's a net dicky list. I don't think he's played it that much. I think it's it's a. Someone told him if you put these things together, it'll do well, and I don't think he has the chops to do it. So, I don't know. I just saw it. I'm like, oh, he's playing High Fleet Kraken. Like he's switched over from Blood Angels to High Fleet Kraken. Like he's actually gonna play Tyranids. But what? But what the fuck is with the Basilisk though? I think it's for the magic box fear that everyone's fucking afraid of. But do they don't they roll two d six and you take the highest? Yeah, but then it's it's also uh, if I'm assuming those are catachin, so he rolls three d six essentially. They can't be catachin. They can't. Root brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. And no, it's just two d six. Pick the highest. That's the amount of shots. And, and that's the, the company commander is this warlord with the Corvus Aquila. So he's taking the warlord. So he's doing the he's getting the command points back. Which, by the way, the G Circle fixed that. Yep. Yeah, in the new book, they don't uh, get that. Yeah, they don't get that shit. But we don't. We're not playing GSC yet. So yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying it, it's changed. But like, I just if he's worried about that, why don't he just take three waverins? They shoot a shit ton more. They're like mortars. The, yeah, I don't this know. The only thing I can assume that with three basilisks is that he's afraid of the magic box because i mean with wave serpents like what would be their target like i don't really care i minus one damage to all of them i minus one to hit i mean i get i know i'm not all like elder or like i'm eldar and i have the minus one to hit but other vehicles i get taken are like t8 so i haven't listened to the 350th best general podcast in a long time since they talked about jesus popcorn but (laughs) like and you know, uh, little league basketball. I stopped listening at that point. I just couldn't do it anymore. But I, I don't get it. Like, no, well, he hasn't had an episode for a while. He's in the off season until after LVO, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's, he's praying to his Jesus popcorn. Yeah, he's eating it. Oh, okay. Is that what you do? It's, well, yeah, you pop your popcorn, then you eat it. It's like well, over that, the that's table hand list job. That, that's a list that we were interested in, and then list that we talk shit on. Yeah, I didn't talk shit on any. we were interested in lists. And we talk shit on lists because we yeah, we roll dice list, and talk right? shit. That's what we do. 
I don't fucking know. It, let's randomize it, yeah? How about that? Here, let me just fucking yeah, spin you, the wheel. Spin the wheel of, of shitty lists. Spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Person up is Colin Watts. Oh, I'm so interested in this. Thousand Sons. Do I'm know so this? excited about this. That sounds right. familiar. God, wheel of morality. Familiar. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Tell us the All lesson right, so we, we should learn. We got a battalion detachment, Thousand Sons, Armon, Sorcerer, Sorcerer, uh, Staves, Helm of the Third Eye on one of the Sorcerers, Troops, Zangors, 20, Zangors, 24, Zangors, 24, Elites, Zangors, Shaman, Four Staff, Fast Attack, Zangors, Enlighten. This doesn't look that bad. This doesn't look that bad. You tell me, Pretty Dick, but this doesn't look that bad. I think it's trash. Do you really? Uh, Another... Another battalion, HQ. I'm just drunk. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. The second battalion is a demon detachment. Uh, is it mixed? No, it just says demons. Changecaster, Poxbringer, Troops, uh, Ten Horrors, Ten Horrors, Ten Horrors, and then Spearhead Detachments, Chaos Space Marines, uh, Alpha Legion, Chaos Lord, Heavy supports, Hellforge, Rapier batteries. I didn't even know those were a thing still. Yeah, I guess. Three of them, they're Sinestro. Oh, they, and then Obliterators, shoot. yeah. No, they, 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 shoot cannot, they cannot shoot. They cannot shoot twice. Why is that? Because they're vehicles. The stratagem is for Okay, 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 okay. He, yeah. he has the Chaos Lord of Sinesh too, so he has the reroll once. Okay, Rapier batteries. And then he has a squad of three Obliterators and a squad of three... Obliterators are well. They're both Marcus and Esh. So those are to shoot twice. Yeah. There's a lot in that list. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the Zangors are no joke. Super buffed up. The the horrors, are, are they pink horrors, blue horrors, brims? It says uh, uh-huh. horrors, brimstone horrors. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Horrors, then, brimstone horrors, horror, cheap. brimstone horrors. Yeah, he's got three units of those. Yeah, they're like three points a model. Yeah. 30 points, so 10. So what's the Changecaster and Poxbringer for? The the Changecaster gives all Zinch demons um, a six-up feel no pain. In that list, uh, the only demons I can think of are the Demon Princes and the um, Brimstones. So I don't see uh, a need for that. The Poxbringer, I think all Chaos people should take a Poxbringer because they're the minus one toughness psychic uh, power. for like It's on a six. So Mm -hmm. if he's taking it for that, then that's pretty smart. Yeah, especially with the Zangors. Can that power go on anything? Yes. 18 so inch on, range. Even on like a knight or something? Yeah. So on a six, you're, you're down to toughness seven. It, it pairs well with like Death Guard shit because they're like. What's the strength of Zangors? Down, you, huh? What's the strength of the Zangors? Four. Okay, uh, so if you then, take a knight from strength from toughness eight to toughness seven, and you got Zangors, now they're wounding on fives instead of on sixes. No, they're wounding on fours. Fours, yeah. Well, they're winning on fours with better in a long war. Yeah. Yeah. Which you could totally do. It's only minus one AP on their weapons. I, I don't I, I don't like Zangors. Okay, I, you I, need to you need to school me on why is a shaman in here and what the fuck do Enlighten do again? The shaman gives you plus one to hit, so instead of casting prescience on your Zangors, you can just have a shaman right there. And then with the enlightened, they have like a bow where it's you basically, I think it's on sixes. You auto wound if you hit on a six. I, correct me if I'm wrong. 
So with Prescience and the Shaman, you're auto-wounding on fours to hit. On you know, so rerolling ones, hitting on twos. So and then they're like minus one uh, AP, one damage. But because you can just take a whole set of rolls out of the game, just auto-wounding shit on fours, it, it's one of those times where it's so much dice that you, you're going to fail some saves. That's, that's pretty That's pretty cool. It, 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 it's a trick. Uh, I think they're kind of expensive because each one is on a disc, so they can ah. fly. I think they only have a couple wounds. But for, he's got uh, 10 of them for 153 points. That's flying on a disc with these bows. Yeah, I don't know, that sounds pretty good. 15 points, huh? That's not bad. 153 points for 10 of them? I wonder if they went down. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I'll have to look at them again. Zangor and Lighten times 9, Aviarch and the Farcaster Great Bows. So, there's 9 of them? Okay. Let, 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 let me look at the stupid codex if you guys want to I don't know. It just sounds pretty good. Because they're on discs, they're moving, what, 12 inches? Well, I, I like to make sure that I'm not... Sure, 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 sure. crap out of me. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, we go old school obliterators. Yeah, I know people don't like them, but I mean, if you get the pox spring in there, things get better. Your rolls don't have to be as clutch. You know, if if you are lucky and you just can roll some good D3s once in a while, obliterators aren't a bad choice. I just roll like shit with them. And then also the Hellforge Rapier batteries, they have the six Chaos Space Marines. They have like the super character roll yeah. to where nobody can touch them if mm. there's shit in front of them. So there's that. I mean, he has a decent amount of command points. He has a decent amount of smites. It's not. It's not bad. Zangors are good. I think the enlightened are kind of an overlooked unit, especially on the discs. Now, okay, so so, so uh, the 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 great bow, which is the thing I'm thinking of, which is assault two. Strength 5, minus 1, 1 damage is an additional 2 points. So unless that changed in the fucking the, the, the chapter approved, those should actually be 17 points a model. So he might be running them differently. Does it say on that list anything? Zangor yeah, and Lighten times 9. And that's it. Av- Aviarch. I'm assuming that's the sergeant. The sergeant. And then far- Farcaster Great Bows. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, okay, so those are the bows. So each one has a bow, it's saying. Yeah. So maybe they went down in points. Okay. But, yeah, they are the units that, um, it says right here, each time you make a hit roll of a 6-plus for the model in this unit, except for the disc's blades, because it all has the fucking Zinch blades it rides on, do not make a wound roll for that attack. It is automatically successful. Saving throws may be attempted against these attacks as normal. So if those went down in price, that's not bad. Yeah, well. That's the that's the list I guess went to talk shit on, but I think it's pretty decent. I like the randomization of a list pick. I like that. That's good. All in Watts. You sound really fucking familiar. If you go five and one, I'm giving you an over the table hand job. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Take a uh, hand job bet now. <laughs> nah. I've got two hand job cool. bets. For me to make bets, I need to know the general like personally. <laughs> Okay, how about this? If he if he wins LVO, you'll give him over the counter hand job. I'll, I'll give him a hand five, a high five, <laughs> a hand five, a hand five. He says. Fucking pussy. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> okay, so those are LVO lists. We did a little randomization. I love it. 
Um, we're going to take a quick break. This has been a long show. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to come back to the conclusion of the show. And we are back. It's been a good show. I'm drunk. <laughs> it's been a good show. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fucking warm and fuzzy. Hand and job bets have been jack. made. Shit talking has been done appropriately. I think. Yeah. I'll edit the show tomorrow I, and go, I, I what the fuck are we talking times. about? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the sound was good. There's going to be better. some hiccups. I'll, I'll work on it. Um, I might, my, my connection, it, it's my connection, I think, but your, your, your new, your new, uh, uh, Mike sounds good. Uh, I'm getting new internet in like two days, so hopefully that'll fix everything. Um, and I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead. And, if if I sound like shit again, it's on your end. It's on my end. Yeah. Yeah. If I sound like shit under the table, hand job over the table, hand jobs for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the first one to cash that M. <laughs> yes. No, well, well, I'm gonna catch that end. Is what I'm gonna do. Because <laughs> I don't want to oh. drop my floor. I'm going to clean that shit. I'm going to catch it my left hand. I can always wash that shit. I'm sure you don't come that much, so it's not a problem. Oh, you're, probably, not. you're probably dehydrated. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, but a good show. Um, we do have a voicemail. Um, from the power of technology, I am devising a way that we can play this voicemail. So we can all hear it. Oh, oh we're going to hear it this time. We're going to hear it this time. So all right. It's a very lo-fi version, but I'll fix it for the show. Yeah. No creepy voice. Mail. No, no, no. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. <laughs> what's Great up, show. Francisco? Uh, right on the Facebook about the quality. I like the Skype better. Ray was cutting in and out. Also, uh, pretty dick. Not you, Andy. You sounded good. It's my video connection. It's all shit. Yeah. I don't know if Discord is uh, good or you need something else. But in the Midwest, they have two rats with sticks. That's the internet. The custom force field does not grant a five plus involved in combat, only in shooting. So the only way for uh, dad to get any saves is either feel no pain, but they got to need a pain boy, or buy a bunch of. Oh wait a minute! They can't even get that many. Cyborg armor. So yeah, they're pretty much expensive units. If you shoot them off, they're dead. Yeah, they're they're good and all, but I already use regular knobs. They're cheaper. Yeah, they're not two plus save, or four plus save, but way cheaper. And you can combine two squads of tens. He's calling us on our shit. Uh, Twenty knobs to jump them, and about each you can put like six, seven power claws in each unit. It's a shitload of attacks plus. If you give them the right psychic powers, if you give them Warpath, that gives them an extra attack. So they're going to be, their base stack is three, and then be char- and then you give that's four, that's four power claw attacks, and then there's someone with a kill saw. It gets pretty nasty, dude. So um, I'm going to try that. So what I have running for LBO, see how it does. Got no practice, but it'll give a shit. Let's see how it goes. I miss you guys. I miss you, Andy. Hope. Don't freeze your balls off out there. I heard it's going to get super, super <laughs> ass cold. And so then, peace out. Yeah. I'm actually surprised they're still alive, honestly. I, I miss you too, Francisco. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you about last week on Tuesday. It was negative 8 degrees. 
Negative eight. My nipples got so hard, they just about fell off. It was that cold. Fucking cold. All right. My car stopped. The heater stopped working. My whole car almost died. I almost... I, it's only a 30-minute drive from my house to where I work, but my car almost broke down on the way. I thought I was going to die in the, pol- in the polar vortex. So the pull off on the side of the road, Midwest fucker's yes. going to look at my California license plate and just say, fuck this dude, and I was going to die on the side of the road. Um, yeah, it was bad. Really bad. I showed up just oh. in time for the two worst storms in like Missouri's history, and people blame me for it. Oh, thanks for bringing that shit to us, dude. To be like, shut up, motherfucker! We're back where I came from. It's like seventy-five. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Well, it's actually been raining. Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it's been raining like nonstop, which sounds like fun. Nah. Yeah, it's been raining for like a couple hours. But but the uh, war boss, captain of the big dice club. Well, we don't have a big dice club right now. Although I'm thinking we've gone three weeks in a row. I'm thinking about reinstating uh, the big dice club. Um, I mean we've been going, so why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like we're fucking pointing a gun at anyone. Just open it up, see what happens. Yeah, give us your money, bitch. <laughs> but like and subscribe our Facebook page. And leave yes. us a comment on fucking iTunes so other lame motherfuckers can find us, get mad at us, give us a one star, talk shit, then I can talk shit back to them. Because, you know, I like talking shit. Yeah. Have you guys us- had any more bad reviews? I haven't checked in a while, but give us a shitty review on iTunes. I don't care. I'll talk about it. (laughs) I haven't looked at shitty reviews on iTunes in a while. I miss those. Remember back, like, last OVO, we defended, um, we defended all what's-his-fuck. No, I defended You defended all what's-his-fuck. Yeah. Tony Grabando. You defended Tony Grabando. You played against them at LVO, though. Yeah, I did. And there were no problems. But... There was a history between the end of that game and all the way through ATC where I think at this point, like, he's, you know, Team Happy is a pack of shitheads, so. It, it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all, all I'm all for about the, you know, the stuff that happened with the shitty models. I'm not cool with that, but, like, if rules are rules, cool. The way somebody says it may come off really shitty or fucking whatever, but. I like rules, so... But you you were telling me they were slow playing you guys at ATC. Like, tell me about this rule, and tell me about this rule, and, like, there was some... Well, sh- yeah, they, they, you know, they play the game, whatever, but, like, our, my game went to turn six. I won. No problem. It happened to the other guys, though. You know why? Because you don't interact in conversation. <laughs> yeah, just don't talk to your opponent. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no clocks at ATC last year, huh? Uh, no, there was not yeah, that so I remember. I'm pretty so my, sure you could have used now. one, but there was no rules to really enforce it, though, because the, the rules for clocks weren't even out by then. Yeah, so, ne- so next ATC is going to be different. It would be, it, yeah, they'll probably put it in, because I know at ETC there is clocks, If but that was by a judge discretion. Yeah, it was but, really weird how, how they did it. But yeah, and I think that's after so much time, though, so you might be down to the last, like, 30 minutes and they put a clock on the table. Yeah. Holy yeah. fact, stop fucking fighting chess clocks just because you're bad. It's a good thing for competitive play. Yep. You can play in your garage however you want. Very good but thing. competitive, it makes it even. Even playing field. And if you find yourself walking around the LVO without a really cool move uh, carrying tray, check out Hammerhead Games. they got some new uh, 
carrying trays. I don't know if you saw those online, Ray, or if you guys saw those. Yeah, they 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 stack up because uh, mm-hmm. the war boss has two of them because mm-hmm. that's how much he needs for his fucking army. Uh, he has two of them that stack up on each other. I think they lock into it. Uh, you're gonna if you've never been to LVO or never been to a large convention like the LVO, you need something to move your army fast, and it's already ready to go. The fucking carrying case that you you know flow on the plane or you put in the back of your car to get to fucking LVO is not good enough for an event like LVO. Yeah, because because time is super important, and the first couple the first day is nothing but random tables anyways. So like you could be on table fucking five, win or lose, then go down to table fucking three hundred. And now you have to fucking go through and it there's a lot of people. And when it gets, you know, switch rounds and it's it's not after lunch, it's a fucking chaos fucking central to get to your next table. Yep. So, so and I know that hammerheading games, I don't know, I can't speak on it, and by the time you hear this, you'll already be fucking on the way to fucking LVO or we'll be barely going to sleep to fucking get up in a couple hours to be playing. Uh, but I know before this, he had it to where you could reserve some and like basically rent them out. And then I guess you could buy them at the end or something. He'll uh, probably be there. Cause I know he's there with, um, bolt action games doing, um, like a, like a support for their thing going on at LVO. So I'm pretty sure they're going to have a, um, a booth, going on there so fine hammerhead games tony myers cool dude he plays the game he knows how shit goes um he's a great guy buy him a beer hang out he'll cool guy to hang out with but if you need a movement tray or you need a carrying case or carrying tray not carrying case but a carrying tray check out hammerhead games they got some good shit like i i you know i would highly recommend those things especially at an event like that like you're gonna need some shit so a hundred percent hundred percent so, that has been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. I am, of course, your host, Andy. And as always, you're my best friend, Ray. Yep. And our occasional fuck buddy, Pretty Dick. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LVO, we're going to have a big show afterwards. Uh, Ray and Pretty Dick, of course, will be going. I wish I could have gone. Um, oh, yeah. I- on that on that real quick, Andy. Yeah. Uh, Look out for shows from Flying Monkeys. Yes. Because Bam's going to be rooming with me, and apparently he's going to be on his rag or something. He's going to be moody. I don't know. Might be a fight. I don't know what's going on with this. this. But anyways, he's going to be rooming with me, and we're going to go ahead and try to record. Because I'm going to take my mic, because I think this one's going to be better than his little shitty snowball thing he fucking has. Sure. And uh, I'm pretty sure Pretty Dick will come up and we could probably okay. all fucking get a couple quick snap fucking uh, podcasts. But they'll obviously be on the Flying Monkey ones because Andy does all our edi- editing and I don't do that shit. Oh, yeah. Man. So go ahead and tune into the Flying Monkeys Wargaming podcast where if Wargaming is easy, it'd be your mom. Um, when I first heard that, I was uh, like, that's fucking brilliant. Also, yeah, the good. guys from Beyond, uh, Beyond the, the Battlefield, Battlefield. Um, they also... Matthew Bonderchuk, yes, yeah, those guys from up yeah. from Canada, up north. Um, if you want to hear some nice, polite Canadians say fuck while talking about 40K, um, give their show a uh, listen to Beyond the Battlefield. 
they didn't say anything about Pretty Dick, but you know he, you know Pretty Dick's, you know just kind of one of those persons like you just bring him, and like he just kind of gets along. So like he probably will probably be on them over there too talking shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll take their PG-13 podcast and we'll make it rated R for them. Very nice. You'll be banned in Canada. I Over love the it. counter hand jobs everywhere. Over the counter hand jobs everywhere. Poutine. <laughs> t- t- Timmy Hortons. And uh, some Midwest bullshit. Anyway. Okay, I lost. Yeah, I lost you now, Ray. Until next time, ladies. Drink up. Damn it. <laughs> it's gonna be so much editing, it's gonna suck. <laughs> you just it. look you just look at the walls. Yeah, I know. Oh, I painted a model while I've fucking sitting here though, that's cool. I know. I I, I finished Armon. Did you? Uh, yeah. I still, I still have five guys to paint. I, I figure while we're sitting here for two hours, it's the perfect time to fucking paint. Oh shit, and I actually have to go to Tyler's after this to go pick up my army. Tonight? Yeah, right now. Oh, oh, as, soon well. as, as soon as Andy can play his fucking email. Is he is, is he up at 9 o'clock? Yeah. His, his, his uh, mommy doesn't let him go to sleep early. <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. It's not, not like Phil's mom? No, it's the opposite of Phil's mom. Oh, that's cool. I thought I had this figured out.